my friend, are listening to The Happy Hearthstone. This episode is brought to you, as are all other episodes, by lovely people just like you. Thank you so much, Ignatius, Jared T., Bodicus, Mr. Jones, Beef Squatch, HS, Electric Mick, and Forrest B. for making this show possible. You can join them and get some good books for yourself over at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. And if you want to check out the show notes for this episode and all other episodes, just swing on over to thehappyhearthstone.com. You'll be glad you came. Hello and welcome to episode 203 of The Happy Hearthstone, the longest-running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time, and cards. I'm your host, Andrew Brown. It's good to be out getting some fresh air here on the campus of Scholomance. I mean, I I had a lot of good times in my college days, but I am absolutely ready to relive them. I Who knows? I haven't gone for a master's degree yet, but I've seen some of the stuff they're offering around here, and I could be... I, I could be up for this, I'm just saying, and I would not dare to uh, to combat whatever is ahead of me. I got to have a buddy with me if I'm going to be around all these crazy college students, so I had to bring my friend and yours, Steve, wicked good, with me. What's going on, man? I, I am excited to be back on campus. This is, I I could, I've been looking at the amenities and there is a lot to explore, and if we don't blow ourselves up, then I think we will be having a good time. We might blow ourselves up, though. There are plenty of opportunities to blow ourselves up. I was going to say, I don't think that there's a class they offer here where that's at least not a possibility to some degree, you know? And, and, and sometimes the desired result, I would imagine, but, you know, that that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we're not uh, experimenting with other, uh, yeah other students on campus but glad to be with you man it is time for a review uh it always feels like just yesterday that we were plugging in to do this um but uh i don't know this this past set the ashes ashes of outland meta actually felt like it lasted a long a pretty long time in retrospect now do you feel do you feel me on that or yeah i think it's probably because they didn't do like a mid-set like meta shake-up thing other than like you know 16 balance changes um, but like in the last like three metas that we've had, we had like the, the return, the rise of the max and we had doom of the tomb. And then we had uh Galakron's awakening. So we haven't, we didn't have right. like a thing that added cards into the meta midstream. And so I think we're kind of, we got used to that and now it kind of feels like it was very long, um, to the point where frankly, I started feeling burnt out on this meta towards like the second half of this, of the, this past sure. month. Um, but I think that's natural, right? Like we used to get that and we have new cards and it seems like there's a lot of interesting things that we're going to be able to do. Um, and, and they don't all fit into current meta decks. So that kind of makes it exciting. And so I think that we're going to get, and it feels like we're getting a big power spike too. Like, which is kind of ridiculous because every one of the last sets last year felt like a huge power spike. And this one just, I, I, there are usually a few cards where I go, whoa, and then I walk myself back and I've walked myself back less on a number <laughs> that's of them. good. <laughs> There's only one that's made me yell on my podcast for 10, 15 minutes. Um, and I think we'll talk about that later, but, but the rest of them, like, I do think that the power level is kind of coming up and, uh, you know, if everything kind of evens out, then we're going to have a lot of options once the new set comes out. And we actually saw that with Savers of 
old Doom, the yeah. second set of last year, where you know quests returned. There were quite a number of legendary, Highlander well, all decks. of the Highlander cards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there were a lot of cards from that set that were really impactful, and I think uh, I think everyone is very much feeling that way about Scholomance. By the way, I apologize in advance if I call it Scholomance. I know that's incorrect, but that's I, I've been saying scholarship for my entire you know life, and this this operates differently. So I'm calling it Farfic Nugan. That works too. I mean, it's <laughs> it's school, so we're, yeah. we're going back to school, and we actually feel good about it. Hey, Steve, before we get too far into this, I have to ask you, as I always do here on the Happy Hearthstone, why are you happy today? Well, I'm happy because we got to um, I got to see my parents today for the first time in a few months because you know we've been oh, nice. you know doing the doing the social distancing thing, especially being up in Massachusetts where we we got things started very early on, and so there was a lobster food truck that came by nearby oh. and my dad is um since he moved up here he's he loves lobster rolls nice. so we were able to go and get those and like deliver that to that to him and then they hang out with my parents for a little bit and get to see them you know outside eating in the garage but you know that that's that's what <laughs> that's what 2020 is like now but it was uh <laughs> it was a nice change of pace especially because like i don't I, you know, especially I've been working from home the whole time. I know you have too. And it's like, so mm-hmm. I, I saw a comment on Twitter the other day that it's like, I, I get up from my de- from my bed and I walk over to my desk like I'm in a little terrarium. <laughs> and I'm starting to feel that way. So it was nice yeah. to kind of get out and um, and, and see them and, and just kind of get do something a little bit differently and actually put all five of us in the minivan which is the first time that we've done that since I started working from home. So Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because the kids barely, kids have barely left the house since school's closed. So mm-hmm. it's been, um, it's really just been kind of hanging out in the house. And I mean, they've, they've got Animal Crossing, like they're fine, right? Like they don't, they don't <laughs> need to go need anywhere. Right <laughs> you know, they, you know, they, one of them actually didn't want to come with us until we told her she can bring the iPad with her. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's there like, you go. but uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty nice. Um, and I'm on vacation this week too, which I, is, is kind of weird when, I mean, I'm used to taking staycations, but this is, like, even more right. so of a staycation. But it's still, like, a week that I can take off, and I can take off for the launch, which is nice. Mm. So um, I'm I'm a little bit uh, slightly, slightly annoyed that it's on coming out on Thursday instead of Tuesday, so I don't have the whole week to, to play around. But yeah. even just having the few days is good. So And I'll be able to get some things done and just kind of sleep in a little bit. So I was going to say, what are you going to do up until then? Because I know it's all, yeah. all school mans all the time at that point. But Yeah, I, I, I actually want to start getting a YouTube channel up and running. So I'm going to probably oh, spend nice. the next couple of days trying to figure out what I need to do to get some of my content for my stream up on YouTube. Now that I'm streaming twice a week. Right. Um, so, but why are you happy today? Well, um, we did go out and, uh, and get breakfast this morning. And I, I agree with you. It's like you're at home so often in our world right now, trying to take care of the family, our city, people around us and stuff that it's like, anytime we get to go out, it feels like a treat. Um, and yeah, I, I have the same setup right now as well. My desk is in our bedroom. We actually have a, um, uh, an intern who, uh, is, we, we basically have a connection and she's living with us for the summer. So, mm-hmm. uh, so she took over the basement and so my, my desk is upstairs until then. So, um, yeah, so, so any kind of normality just feels nice. It is sort of a, a dream. Yeah. 
I, I never understood the value of restaurants until I couldn't I didn't have the option yeah. to go to one. You know, I always felt like, man, it's too overpriced. I can just make that food at home. And now I'm like, oh, man, you're cleaning up after me. This is awesome. Like, I don't take that for granted any time. Um, they paid yeah, paradise we, they, and put up a parking lot, right? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Goodness. Um, we've been going out on a lot of family walks lately. Um, I, you know, I have a lot of, I, last night, especially there's a lot of reason to be, um, to be anxious, to be nervous, to be depressed right now. But last night it just hit me really hard. Uh, just how much I have to be thankful for with the yeah. roof over my head, a family that I love kids that are healthy. I mean, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, even though our one-year-old is truly a tyrant these days, is he going through that? Is that what's happening? I don't know. I, sometimes I think it is, but I think there's more to it than just, it's normal stuff. He like, we, we go back and read all of the parenting books and stuff. We're like, is this normal? Okay. Yes. Everything he's doing is normal, even though it feels, you know, crazy or something. Um, every parent goes through this kind of stuff. Um, and I don't think I'd, I, I was able to say on the last uh, episode that I did, but we did find out that my wife is pregnant with twin girls. So, uh, so Steve, yeah. I, I like You're in every, for a ride, every, my friend. The book, <laughs> the book that you've written, I need to read cover to cover, and uh, I don't know. This is just going to be—it's going to be crazy. So, so keep, the benefit that you have that I did not is that you hopefully are not like me and also dealing not dealing with undiagnosed sleep apnea at the same time that the uh, that's true twins are born because uh, I did that and I am sometimes just thankful that I'm still alive through that because I was commuting 35 <laughs> miles a day with undiagnosed oh sleep apnea and, and sleep deprivation from twin girls. Jeez. So yeah. It's uh, but you'll you'll. I mean, it's just like it's like Winston Churchill once said: "If you're going through hell, keep going." And, yes, absolutely. You know, so you'll you'll get through it. There isn't there isn't an end to it at at some point. If it, it, it's exhausting, but it's worth it. Yeah, I've I've thought in about ten years I will have raised up a small army of chore doers, and it's gonna be great that I don't have to do everything around the house at that yeah. point. So. You're gonna have like a whole League of Legends team by the time you're done. Basically, I mean, come on, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're we're really excited. Um, it makes my relationship with my son even more uh, yeah. valuable because it's like, man, this is my boy, you know. So, um, but I, I'm excited for what's ahead, even if it means a lot of a lot of not sleeping and a lot of giving yeah. of oneself. That's what you do as a parent. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be good. I'm excited to be doing another review episode. I I can't overhype this set. I don't feel like because this is just. I mean, we're not getting a new class. I guess that's the one bad thing I can say. But I, I don't. We're getting want a new nine. Class we're getting ten point, new classes. So. What are you yeah, talking that's true. about? That's that's very true. There's a lot to be excited about with this one. Um, we'll hit the news very briefly, and then we'll uh, we'll just dive into our extensive review of all of these cards. And um, why don't you why don't you tell us the big news, Steve? That uh, that actually I wasn't aware of before we started uh, before we started getting ready here. Yeah, so there's, there's actually that, and there's one other thing that I remembered after we started recording. So I'll, I'll okay. do both of those. Sure. So one yeah. is that we are all getting a free legendary on Thursday just for logging in, uh, free class legendary. So that is something nice. that they've done in the past. They have not done that for the last couple sets, I think, and um, they are doing that again. And also, um, if you have not yet logged in since the start of the month. Uh, your ranked rewards, you get packs with your ranked rewards since the change in April. The packs this month are Skolomance packs. Yeah, yeah. So you will have another few packs just waiting for you for logging in, um, depending on what your, your ranked result was. So that that's a nice, that was a nice little bonus to get another five packs to, uh, to be able yeah. to open on Thursday. Yeah, and if you're listening to this before the set 
releases, which I, I bet a lot of you are, you can actually do the whole private fireside gathering and open those five packs, even if you didn't yeah. pre-order or anything like that. So if you want to see what you get, get ahead of it. It's fun. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I, I don't do that because I don't like the feeling of playing of opening my presents and then having to wait a week to be able to buy the batteries <laughs> for them. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but, but but it's you know, it's the kind of thing that you can start planning around what you're gonna do. But I, I, I have done it in the past and it's it's fun to do it at least once. Yeah. Um different strokes for different folks. Yeah. There's no advantage. I mean I, I did open up mine already, and now I know what I have to play with on day one for the most part. I've, I've still been saving up my gold for a lot more packs and uh, whatever the login legendary is and stuff. But now at least I know where to start. And, yeah, um, yeah I was surprised – or not, not surprised. I think this is normal, but with the, with the pre-order, it's pretty likely that you can get all of your commons and rares just right off the bat. So Yeah, I think um, I saw – like, I mean, even you, – you just did the small pre-order, right? You did the 50 packs and you were already – No, no. No, it was or, the larger one. Oh, you did the large pack? But, mm-hmm. yeah, and you, you were through – you were getting duplicates by the time you were done opening just those packs. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think that if you're doing that, or, or even if you're doing the smaller pre-order and you have a decent amount of gold set up, you should be able to get all the commons and rares. And then, you, then you'll have dust left over. Though, I, I saw Fino posting, you may not want to press the disenchant button after you open all your packs this time. Because true. we may be getting some... The way we got balance changes in the last, in the last set, and this, this yes. power level seems even higher than Outland. So, yep. we, may, we it, may be getting some balance, pass, balance patches fast and furious, and you may not want to dust everything right away. The upside to that, if you're not aware, is that if you open you know, seven copies of a rare, an epic that, uh, that ends up getting... Um, getting the nerf bat, uh, then you can disenchant all of those copies for full dust. So, yeah, holding on to them, there's really not a downside unless you're really uh, you're really needing some dust. So, yeah. consider it; it's worth it. Um, it's what I've started doing actually. I think a couple sets ago. So I just yeah. kind of I'm I'm, si- I'm sitting on a big old pile like like King Togwaggle does. So you know, and the fact they're giving you five golden packs too could be a lot of dust yeah. in, in a couple of weeks yeah. potentially. But we should we Absolutely. should stop talking about the dust we're going to get and start talking yep. about the cards probably. Yep. Let's get going. So Scrollamance Academy uh, releases on August sixth. Very exciting. Uh, this is the <gasps> second set of the standard year of the year of the Phoenix. We still don't exactly know what's up with that Phoenix. If there's going to be something direct, uh, it's, it seems like they're doing something with year of the dragon where maybe yeah. the last set is going to make sense of all of that. But regardless, it's a really cool set thematically. Art is amazing. Honestly, I'm a sucker for the college vibe. Yeah. I, I love the monsters university, even though it was, it was a fine movie. I just, I just love the feel of it and all the nostalgia it brings back yeah. and stuff. And so this being a uh, amalgamation of college and Harry Potter is like yeah. just so much fun. So, uh, yeah, we can let, let's talk about some of the big things, especially since I haven't been able to report on this on the show yet. We've got two big um, features essentially on this set. One of them is dual class cards, and the other is Spellburst, which is a new keyword. Which would you rather address, Steve? Um, I, I can talk about Spellburst because that's probably the Go more complicated it. one. So okay. Spellburst is a new keyword that comes on minions. And what happens is that the first time that you play a spell, once that's on the board, then it will trigger that effect. So it kind of exhausts it. So the minion has to be on the board both before the spell is played and after the spell resolves. So if you um, if the if the spellburst minion is summoned as part of the spell, it doesn't trigger. If you brawl and the minion dies, it doesn't trigger. But if it lives, it does. So 
Um, there, and we'll, we'll probably get into, we're talking about priests today because of course we are. Um, so we'll get, <laughs> get into some of that, some of the implications of that while we get into some of those cards, but that's the important thing to remember is that it, um, it, it has to be on the board when you cast the spell and it has to be on the board when the spell is done resolving and then it will, and then it'll trigger. And, and some mm-hmm. of those things have very, have abilities that you would imagine are varying degrees of powerful and we'll get into those when we, uh, when we start encountering them. Yeah. And then dual class is pretty simple. This is similar to the tri-class cards we got in Mean Streets of Gadgetzan, where there are some cards that are playable in two different classes. Uh, they have crossed over all, all ten classes into one another. So it's not that every class uh, double dips with every other class, but every class has two classes that it extends into uh, with those. Every dual class... I, if, if you consider that sort of a class of its own, has one legendary and a few other cards. So it's actually like, even though this set has all the same amount of cards, each class actually got more cards than usual because these dual class cards apply to, to double. So, um, you know, you got, we'll, we'll be talking about Demon Hunter right off the top, which crosses over with Warlock and Hunter. So there are specific cards that can be played in each, in either of those classes, Demon Hunter or Hunter, and certain classes or certain cards that can only be played in Demon Hunter or Warlock. So uh, fun, and there are cool uh, themes that really take some whatever whatever crossover there is of identity of these two classes. These aren't just random cards that are thrown into a yeah. you know a, a generator or something. They were really carefully thought, and mo- I would say most of them are very cool thematically and feel like a good blend of the two two classes. Um, and allow them to get pushed in some unique ways. So, um, yeah, anything else you want to say before no. we get started here, Steve? I guess our, just br- our usual disclaimer. Right. Yep. This is not a crafting guide. This is not a dusting guide. We are um, – so if we say something is a five, that doesn't mean you should go and craft it day one. If we are saying something is a one or a zero, doesn't mean you should dust it as soon as you open it. We are evaluating these cards based on what we know right now, but cards tend to gain and lose power as other cards enter and leave the meta. So mm-hmm. um, just because a card is not powerful right now does not mean it will never be powerful. It just means it may not have a place. And in, as far as constructed, we are rating from a scale, on a scale of – uh, one to five or really zero to five, but zero is reserved for the total total trash that just makes me angry and, and we give it a zero to Kitty for ranting for twenty minutes. But right. um but so five is going to be something that's basically an auto include or a deck that you're going to build around that's going to enable a new archetype. Uh four is a is a often include or something that's support for one of those archetypes. Three is just kind of a good a good, you know, general use card, but it may get cut as you start refining decks. Two are very situational or kind of filler. Um, and one are cards that are just bad or that you would really only take off of a random effect, but you wouldn't ever put in a deck. Mm-hmm. And then Arena, we're rating just based on the pure standalone value of the card. So very often with minions, we're going to be excluding any situational effects. We'll be looking at, you know, how well how well the minion is statted versus a normal vanilla minion like the normal vanilla test is that a, a four a four mana card should be like Chilwin Yeti which is a four five so is it statted around there or you know how hard is it going to be to get that card to um to be able to perform in the deck and that's also on a scale of one to five anything did I miss anything no I will I will say Steve and I I haven't even told you this but I'm wondering how much longer our arena score is going to last because it's just 
not the game mode it, it once was. Yeah. And I'm, I think a lot of that will depend on the new game mode that we will see during this cycle of School yeah. Dance Academy, whether uh, it becomes something that almost replaces arena or is more important or something like that. So I don't want to, I don't want to be doomsdayist. Um, the end is coming, but, um, at some point, I think that, uh, I think that that might cycle out, but we're going to, we're going to keep them in there for now. Well, my, um, my hope is that it's some sort of a draft format, in which case that'll kind of revitalize it. And that, I've I've been playing, uh, a fair amount of magic lately, which will will come in handy okay. when we start talking about one of the cards yeah. in particular. Um, and you know, I, I really do enjoy doing drafts and magic. So I think if we can, yeah. if there's some way for them to figure out how to get draft, but they'd also said this is going to use your old collection, so it's probably not that. But a boy can dream, right? I it, it could be some kind of mixture, maybe yeah. maybe 15 of the cards you draft and the other 15 you Hearthstone jumpstart. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. All right, so let's go ahead and get started then. We are starting off with Warrior. We're yep. taking a... I, I, I guess I got so used in uh, or used to it in the Year of the Dragon going through uh, the hero classes and the, the evil classes that it feels a little, a little bit yeah. weird. Well, we had to change that, the order because we kind of had to align it up so that we were doing kind of flowing from one class to the next based on the dual class. Yes. That kind of shifted yes. the, the order of the the cards a little bit we had to put normally we would start with demon hunter but we kind of had to put demon hunter at the end so we could do warlock into it so right and and i guess i guess we'll just say that that we're going to bleed in those dual class cards so from one we'll we'll talk about one specific class then the duel that links it to another class and that's how we've outlined this whole thing so we'll start with warrior and then uh, move our way through so uh, I'll give you the honors of the very first right. card because I know this is the uh, best card in the set here. Oh, Steve, yeah. So, yeah, this, um... I've been looking forward to this one more than anything. <laughs> Rattle Gore is a 9-mana 9-9. Um, Death Rattle, resummon this with minus 1, minus 1. So it comes back as an 8-8, eight, eight, then a 7-7, seven, seven, then a 6-6. Six, six. Um, I This 9-mana is, is a lot of mana. I, I, it maybe, is. It is. Maybe a Control Warrior could get away with it, but like there are enough things... Like polymorph and hex and um, and silences and everything else that I really do wonder how often that's going to matter and and regardless of any of that, you're playing a nine man a nine nine that doesn't affect the board, so mm-hmm. it's like it's a big thing and yeah it can trade off and it's going to be hard to get rid of but like if you can play a nine man a nine nine like this is Colossus of the Moon. Right. Yes. Th- yes. This is basically Colossus of the Moon, and Colossus of the Moon, like it, it matters when you get it off of a Pharaoh Cat, but unless you're doing something really specific, like Res Priest ran it a little bit, and like some Shaman decks have run it, but I, I just don't see you putting a nine mana nine nine in your deck because it's just win more at that point if you can stick that. That's that's kind of where where I'm at with it. I on its own. It's it's very close to unplayable. But the way you have to think about this card is in context with other stuff. Because I'll be honest, like with Pharaoh Cat, if I get a Colossus of the Moon, 9 out of 10 games, I don't play it at all. Yeah. Um, and the games I do play it, it very rarely does anything um, unless I'm already ahead. Now, you talk about cheating this out, though, somehow. Because Colossus of the Moon did see some play in Dual Paladin, which hasn't really been right. a thing. Um, Warrior has Dimensional Ripper. Which getting two is that of these still for ten? Around? Oh wow! It's still around. Yeah, 
Uh, Dexter's been messing around. He actually hit Legend with Big Warrior, which is something Dexter would do. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, a very Dexter deck, yes. It it is. Now, (laughs) I don't know if that archetype's going to be a thing, but for that deck, this card makes a ton of sense. Um, especially with the with the dual, uh, there's a warrior paladin card that also gives you another way of getting this out. Essentially, for yeah. Now, I, I I won't say it's the card that ties all that together, but the fact that it's so survivable, we're not seeing. I mean, like, what do you do against this if you like you can't shadow or death it because then you've got an eight eight to deal with, right? Like, Plague of Death is the only thing that's really in the meta right now that actually removes this from play. I mean, you, if you're Priest, you have Silence, and you have Mass Dispel. Sure, yeah. I um, mean, you may not have them in the deck, but you get them enough, or you could you could generate a Mind Control and get that too, right? Like, the, there are things that you can do as Priest. I think other classes would mind have control, trouble, but sure. again, like, yeah. most other classes that are not Priest are going to look at a 9-9 that doesn't have Taunt and just run. Run through there are, it. Yeah, there aren't any other really control matchups that you're... Uh, that you're up against but you dimensional ripper this bad boy and then the next turn you're dealing 18 damage if they don't yeah like yeah that that, that, that's that's a that's a timer that you're giving the opponent to say the game is about to end and if they're already ahead it doesn't matter but you weren't winning that game anyway so i i I honestly want to give this a three because i think it has some implications um i i don't know if it's well, it's it's not going to push anything on its own but it does fit into some some decks that i think could be could be good well it's just it's if it's it's a support card for decks that don't exist yet right right because right. like there we'll, we'll talk about commencement and i guess that's one way you would cheat the other way you cheat this out but like right. that's and we've we've tried like dexter's one with big warrior very dexter is an ex- exceptional human being and most <laughs> people most people do not win with big warrior so i like yeah i'm not saying that this is total trash and it could find value later on but i think that this is probably a two just because it's it's a support card that doesn't exist and is going to need a lot of a lot of things in order to be able to exist and i don't mm. think we want that deck to exist if i'm going to be honest like right. i don't i don't think that we want recruit warrior to be a thing like i'm I, i'm annoyed enough that we're getting recruit mechanics coming back in the set Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think we want that to be a thing, but I think that it, it will. But even then, it's probably going. It's just a one of in that deck, right? You're going to need a lot more support for that. I don't think it's going to make it happen, and, and that deck may just never be good enough. I'll, I'll flex to it too with you, especially yeah. because most of what I'm thinking for upside is hypothetical. I just think that in what what you said that like we don't want this card to be good. I feel like it's going to be more that than you think, um, because you're not going to have an answer. And unless you're an aggro yeah. deck, you're ba- you're basically dead once this hit the, hits the board. Um, so, but but yeah. I'm, but I'm, I mean, an I'm aggro deck isn't going to be able to kill it anyway, right? Like, how often do you? No, just they're just going to go around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. how how often do you slam a king crush and that ends? I mean, king crush at least goes for the, it, it charges, but like you know, or or like a giant, right? Like any giant, like a sea giant, whatever. Like, how often is the opponent killing that giant? If they're a control deck, they have a way to deal with it. If they don't. They're not gonna. They, they're not gonna have tools to kill it anyway. You're, you're already. It's doing what it's doing. So I mean, yeah, this could true. just be like the nine nine that rushes, and and it's the same thing effectively. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. So we'll go with that in arena. It's in arena. Also. I would want to. I, I don't know, man. It, I, this even seems well. It's a nine nine with. It's a nine. It's a nine man and nine nine that does not have taunt and doesn't affect the board. That's we don't. True. We don't okay, pick all right. I'll, I'll, I'll go two with you yeah. on that too. Okay. Sounds good. Next one here is Playmaker. Three mana, four, three. After you play a Rush minion, summon a copy with one health remaining. 
When I first saw this card, I thought, this is insane value. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, but what's playing this? I, this is insane value with a Restless Mummy because you're dealing a lot. And the stats are fine on its own. I just, like, maybe in some really greedy Control Warrior, if they get some other really high-value Rush minion, which I I don't remember any from this set. Well, well I mean, Blood I, Boil Brood is a card, right? Like, that that's, that's, that's where my head goes when I'm looking at this. Seven damage to, to yeah. anything, yeah. And, and, like, but, I mean, we also have Blood Swarm Mercenary. So it's like... This is if if the only thing you care about is getting copies of Blood Boil Brute, right? Then this is better because it's better statted. It's a four three rather than a two two. But Blood Swarm Mercenary is more flexible. So if That's we're true. if we're getting better rush minions, or you have a more rush centric like tempo warrior that doesn't care about risky skipper, which we don't have now, but we will have in like eight months probably. That's mm-hmm. when I'll see this probably being a little bit better when when Risky Skipper is not a thing anymore because right now you have Bloodsworn Mercenary and Risky Skipper and that's how you're doing this. So this is kind of solving a problem that's already solved is the okay. way that I look at it. But in, in eight months, that problem is going to need solutions and that's when this might become better. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I would say that it's a solid three. Yeah, like, I think so. It, it, and it might even get better than that with time, but for now, that's a good place for yeah. it. And in Arena, it's a 3-mana 4-3, which yeah. is a 3 to me. Like, if you get one upside to it, great. That That's actually really good, but you but can't you depend it. on it. Yeah, you but you take, take it, it anyway. Like, a 3-mana 4-3 and a warrior that's going to want to go face a fair amount is, is fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's fine is, is, is you know, as we've said a lot a of three. times, yep. <laughs> it's fine is a 3. It's very All true. All right, so Troublemaker is an 8-mana 6-8 rare. At the end of your turn, summon two 3-3 three, three ruffians that attack random enemies. So the this is the the imprisoned Falmaw text. So enemies sure, means sure. that it can go face. That That's important. Um, I don't really want to pay 8-mana for that. Um, like that's, that's kind of where my problem, where the problem is with this. I mean, it's a must remove because if you don't deal with it, then it's generating two. it's basically doing six damage potentially to face every turn, but it's like, it's eight mana to get that to maybe happen and you can't control where the damage goes. So it, it almost feels like a really expensive priestess of fury to me and priestess of fury was good, but that was when you were discounting it. Right, like yeah. you weren't ever paying seven for that, and that was still doing that was doing six damage, you know, randomly. So it's kind of like that, but the the chunks are bigger. But it's also going to have to respect haunts. Like I don't know what to do with this, to be honest with you. It's it's just a lot of value because the I, Priest of Fury is a good comparison. Twin Tyrants, the other one that I thought of, especially at the eight mana slot, um, because these three threes are dealing yeah. damage. The upside is that if they go face or if they trade favorably, they could stick around. I think that this I, this definitely fits in that big warrior deck because if I I mean I yeah. imagine getting two of these on the same turn and both I mean you've got a full board uh, minus one I guess uh, just out of that and it's a lot of stuff for your opponent to deal with so that's yeah. all going face the next turn if you don't have an answer so it, it's it's a funky card I think I think it's pretty easy to look at it and say this is good I just don't really have context for how this really plays out yeah. yet right now. Um, yeah, that's kind. Of, that's kind of where I, I, I just look at it and say there's enough value here that justifies the card being indexed. So like Highlander and, Control Warriors, the use case then, right? Like that. That's where that's where this is going to fit in because yeah. like yep. when you when you have like one of these weird, really powerful value 
cards, then yeah, you're going to throw that in a Highlander Warrior because that's probably where it fits. But you don't believe in Big Warrior, do you? Steve? I really don't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think you're right that we don't want that deck to be good, yeah. but I, 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 uh, I just want it to work. So uh, yeah, um, but but I mean, uh, you know, this is fine in a Highlander in a Highlander Warrior or even a Control Warrior is like a one of is like mm-hmm. some way to help close out the game because it it can do face damage, right? And, yeah, and, yeah. And your, your opponent can't necessarily needs to ex- expend a lot of resources. So maybe in a slower control warrior, you can afford to get away with this. Like that's why I'm at a three with it because I I don't know where it fits, but it feels like it feels like it's going to fit somewhere. And and when it does hit the board, if it if you're not dead afterwards, it's going to be annoying, and it is going to be able to remove some threats sometimes. I'm pushing it to a four because of that. Okay, you you went down to a two with me on the other big warrior cards. So yeah, I'll have to yeah. come up to you with a four on a four on this one. <laughs> And I think with in arena, it's an easy four. Yeah, Maybe yeah, I think so. five. I mean, why would you not take this card? Because it costs eight mana. That that's the I guess. reason. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it's just a big stupid guy. But it is. But it, it does. See, it will affect the board, and it does. It is going to be a big haymaker when you do get it to land. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Next one here is Reaper Scythe, a four mana four two weapon. Which, by the way, the new weapon art is awesome. Oh, I yeah. love being able to see the. Um, the color. I, I was playing uh, Q Block in Wild yesterday, and Skull of Minari looks sweet. Oh, with the, with I the, bet. With the Warlock frame. It oh, looks I need to real check nice. that out. So, a four mana, four two weapon. Uh, spell Burst also damages adjacent minions this turn. And for for uh, simplicity's sake, this effect gets known as Cleave. I th- is it that in Magic, or is it somewhere else? Uh, it- I don't think it's in Magic. I, I know that that's called that in Heroes of the Storm. Um, okay. Because that's like the uh, the Carrigan ability. Okay. Where it, it damages pr- it damages things. It does like AOE damage. So yeah, I think I think that's just general. And we have the card cleave too. Oh, um, that's true. Well, so yeah, and Cave Hydra does the same thing, which is my right. You know, my first love. Yeah, I don't I don't know where it originated so. from, but it's definitely from a game that's not Hearthstone. Yes. Well, and Cave Hydra is a great example. In Battlegrounds, it's insane. But before yeah. that, when it was in Constructed, it never really saw any play. And we've, uh, we had Faux Reaper 9000 also. We've had this effect several different times. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really conflicted, honestly, whether now is the time or not. I think everyone's generally looking at this card and saying this is strong, potentially. And I think, I think for this, where I land, is that as a 4-mana four 4-2 four, weapon, it's just strong right there on its own. Yeah. And the Spellburst is probably reliable enough that being able to control the board is something that Warrior very much wants to do. Scourgeloid Garrosh basically had this effect um, built in with its weapon. And you didn't really play it for that. You played it for 12 face damage, basically. But, um, but yeah, I think that this probably has more, more potential than, than this effect ever has in the past. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that it's the text is irrelevant. Like, it's a 4 mana 4-2 weapon. It is going to see play in Pirate Warrior, uh, no, no doubt. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. That That's a card that you will take off of Corsair Cash, and you will play it, and you will upgrade it, and the turn that you upgrade it, you will be able to to, to cleave with it if you want to. And you may not this, want to. You may still keep going face, because that's what that deck wants to do. This curves into Captain Greenskin and Dr. Crafty. It super does, so yes. That's that's actually a really big problem yeah. uh, just for face, so... Yeah, I think it's an easy four, honestly, yeah. in both. Yeah, um, I mean, I think you you may take out Arcanite Reaper for this, just because like it's cheaper. It's better on curve. Yeah, yeah, it's uh-huh. better on curve and it's cheaper. It's and you're, I mean, you're only losing one damage on it, but you're also able to pull it out a turn earlier. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think I don't know if you run this and Arcanite Reaper or you run one or the other, but I, I have a hard time not seeing this seeing play in a Pirate Warrior. Absolutely, I think it's a four, an easy four. 
Does the C play in control decks? Um, possibly. It's going to depend on the control on how the control decks are built. I think I I, yeah. I could see this instead of live wire lance in like a Highlander yeah. warrior. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're already running a lot of the control decks are bombs. You're already running wrench caliber. How many four four amount of weapons do you want in the deck? Is yeah, is kind of the and question. You don't, you don't want to dilute your horde pillager yeah. pool, also. So yeah, and and you're already running you're already running double wrench caliber and Ankar. Like, how many weapons do you want? Because exactly. at a certain point, right. Right. especially in a control deck, like your hand just starts to get clogged up with weapons. But but yeah, pirate warrior, this is a no brainer. And, and in cool. arena you know weapons are good and and that effect if mm-hmm. even if you can't trigger it it doesn't matter if you can trigger it like that amount of board control in an arena deck is is yeah. bananas it actually might be a five now that i'm thinking about it in an arena yeah i, I think yeah, when do you not take pretty this? high so yeah i'm okay with that yeah I, what like spells are pretty unreliable that's the only big thing like you don't take spells very often so. but you take weapons almost every time regardless of what it is yeah and this is a good yeah. weapon yeah yeah, I'm willing to give it a five. Yeah. That's okay. All right. Is this me? This is you, okay. and this is also another kind of minor effect or uh, yeah. thematic thing in this set, which are studies. Uh, yeah, it's a, a they they call it a cycle in Magic, so it's a, where you have like a, a series of related cards with similar names that do similar things. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a series of these study cards that all are one mana spells that discount that let you discover a thing, and then the the next one of the thing that you play, whether or not it's the one you actually discovered or not. Um, costs one less. So athletic studies is one mana. Discover a rush minion. Your next one costs one less. I, why? Like you're. I. I don't. <laughs> like you just would rather like the rush minions. Like the discount is not is not gonna make that much of a difference. Like we've had cards like this. Like I know a guy, and mm-hmm. even when you have like a deck that's built around rush, which we don't. I mean the decks that we have are are feature a lot of rush, but like we don't even have like. What the spirit of the rhino was that the one from Rastakhan right. yeah. where like rush really mattered but even now it's like it it's not that big of a deal like yeah you can get a a number of good minions but you can just put those minions in your deck and and I don't think that you want to spend a card that is I've made this mistake before like with renew where it's like discover right, a spell right. heal but that's actually mm-hmm. healing you and I don't think that the discount on this is worth the card slot in this case so. I, I don't know if I've ever brought up Big Warrior to you before, Steve. I, I, have you you might have. I, it sounds that, familiar. Because <laughs> that's the one actually pretty reasonable application I've thought of with this, is that you don't want to have early game minions, and maybe playing this to get an early game minion that af- actually affects the board and allows you to get to that mid to late game where you can actually start doing your crazy stuff it actually makes a lot of sense, I think, for that deck. Um, I, I still don't think it's a great card necessarily, but I think that perhaps for there, maybe for Highlander Warrior, just the fact that you're getting a Discover that, effect that can sort of uh, uh, even out your curve, essentially. They're not necessarily rush decks. They're just decks that need something to give them flexibility based off of their um, their game plans. So um, that's that's essentially what I've thought of for yeah. this card. I mean, I guess I'll say this in general for all of the the studies cards, just so we can come back to that. Like, mm-hmm. I think when it's really good is when there's a small pool of those cards, and there's oh, one really, yeah. mm-hmm. and there's one really super valuable one. Like, we're not going to talk about mage today, but the one where mage where it lets you discover a spell damage minion. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. there there are not that many spell damage minions, and one of them is Astromancer Solarian. 
So, so like in that case, if I have like, I come, it comes out to like a 23% chance to discover another Solarian, I will play that card because that's worth it. I don't Mm -hmm. think you have any, any rush minions that are at that level. Um, I mean, between war, I mean, there are, there are some good ones, like you'll take another blade fist, but I don't know that it's worth it. Like blade fist is not Solarian. Right, right. Like it, it's they're they're on very different levels, and they're and the other ones are kind of like they they're okay, but you're not going out of your way to play a card to get an extra copy of it. Yeah, I'm okay with giving this a one just because I think yeah. overall it's not good, but I am probably putting two of these in my big warrior deck. I mean, one, I mean, so. I, I'm not going to tell you what to put or not put in your big warrior <laughs> deck. So, um, and in arena, it's definitely a one. It's a one. Just, yeah, just yeah. Just, dra- just draft a minion. Like you're, yeah. you're going to be better off. That's going to be more reliable on a lot of yeah. different terms. And the final warrior card is information. Two mana spell. Add two random taunt minions to your hand. I think that even the person I know who loves Tom Warrior the most, Daniel Stormrage Sheldon, will agree that this is not a good card. Yeah, I mean, uh, there I've is in the fray is a card, and there are other things, but like. And it is too, but, like, there's a lot of taunt minions, and a lot of them are bad. As long as Silverback Patriarch is in that pool, you're going to get it every time guaranteed. So yeah, I mean, I guess you will get, um, what? what's the 6-8 Reborn, can't be targeted, Druid one? Why oh, the um, Wing Guardian. Wing Guardian, so I guess Wing you Wing Guardian, that Leviosa, too. that really should have been in this set. Yeah, um, but, but <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, no, just just put just put good cards it's in your deck. One. Yeah, and don't I mean, draft for, that either. <laughs> like, for Arena, it's like, well, at least you're getting some extra value, maybe. Um, you know, it's kind of a, a light card draw, essentially. So Yeah, but the idea of, of Arena is that you want the consistency by putting the cards in your deck, and then you're giving sure. away that consistency by playing by, by drafting a card that gives you random stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's probably still a one. Like you can do okay. you can usually do better than that. That sounds good. And those are all the warrior cards. That's a, it, yep. it is, we're going to be moving pretty friskly because now we're going to talk about the dual class between warrior and paladin to uh, to bridge the gap. So hopefully yep. now you're catching on sort of how this is going to go. Um, so yeah. So uh, here is that ahead. me? Oh, is that me? Yeah, or? you can do this. Yep. Okay. Um, so Lord Barov is um, is a three mana three two legendary minion. Battle cry. Set the health of all other minions to one. Death rattle. Deal one damage to all minions. So I have heard some people being kind of down on this. I think this is probably still worth running. Um, it, it Well, it may be. I don't know. I, I guess it's a matter of figuring out where this goes, right? Because I think in Warrior, this feels really good, right? Because in Warrior, you're playing Risky Skipper and you're building your decks around that. And then it will... You can you can drop that first and then start your risky skipper turn and then be able to clear and hopefully battle rage at the back end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if it you know once it dies, it's going to do another one damage, which will be procking your armor smiths and procking your um, your bomb wranglers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So there's there's some value there. In paladin, you already have a, a bunch of ways to do this. Um, and I don't know if you necessarily want to run the minion to do it, but you might, if you really need an extra equality clear. Like the, the upside is that in, in Paladin where you've got either the Librum of justice or equality, uh, you usually have to combo those things with consecration if you want to do a full clear, but with Lord Barov, it's an all in one. You just don't have a way of killing it with 
paladin immediately. Right. So I, for me, it just feels so funky because I, I see the risky skipper application where you can have an easy board clear. But outside of that, it, it just seems sort of clunky in uh, in doing – it feels like it's going to take you until your next turn to activate, and then all of those minions are still there. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm on the fence about it, honestly. I mean, I guess in Warrior, the other thing is if you're in a control warrior that's running Shield Slam, you can go Barov, Hero Power, Shield Slam on six. Yeah. And that's yeah. a full clear every time, right? It's a two-card combo. Two-card, yeah. But that is, mm-hmm. that is a full clear every time, and you have other – other cards that can do two damage, like you do, you can use sword and board. You have other cards that will oh, do two damage yeah. to a minion. That this mm-hmm. will be a fairly reliable clear most of the time. And paladin, I'm not so sure, um, but I think that this. I mean, I again, Highlander Warrior is kind of a thing, and I could see this slotting in as as one more clear, especially given the Absolutely. other cards you run in a yeah. Highlander Warrior easily. Mm-hmm. I, I could back. To, I gave it a five originally. I probably need to back down to a four because I'm thinking more about how awkward it is, and and it may just not right. slot in. But I think that in in a slower control deck, you have enough ways to kill this off immediately that you you can justify the card slot. Yeah, four feels right to me. It's it's powerful potentially, and maybe with another activator that's risky skipper esque, either for warrior or for paladin, it'll make more sense. Yeah. Until then, it it's, it has a lot of potential and it and it is strong. Um, for arena, I think you're gonna pick this most of the time as a board yeah. clear. Uh, board clears are just really important. And you probably can be slower even if you don't have a combo piece with it Yeah, uh, in that format. Yeah, I mean, you'll have so a four, board. You can trade off those minions, right? It'll help you just get through right. the minions. So, yeah, four I think it's a four there, too. Right. Cool. Next is Ceremonial Maul, a three-mana 2-2 two, two weapon. Spellburst, summon a student with taunt and stats equal to the spell's cost. I I saw no application for this, and then I saw uh, Mr. Dexter uh, theory crafting his big warrior with this. In it. <laughs> so um, I I don't know. Like he basically just seeing that made me think. Okay, I guess maybe because before then I was thinking this is like the spirit of the tiger for yeah. Paladin. Yeah, is that is that what it was? Um, and that card just never ever worked. Uh, you know, three minute two two weapons okay, and. Uh, this will probably survive and give you an upside to your next. It's almost like it has a battle, a, a soft battle cry. Your next spell will do this yeah. essentially, you know, because um, they're probably not removing a two-two weapon with no other effect. And you can um, just hold it until you're ready to use the spell. Exactly, exactly. So I, you know, it's it's fine. I like. I'm talking myself up to a three on this though because I'm still, I yeah. I just want more, I, and I don't feel like this is enough. Yeah, this is another one that's a lot better for Warrior than it is for Paladin, I think, because, like, the, the, the use case for this is you clear, and then you get a taunt at the, at the back end of the clear, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's the way that I would see using this. Like, in Warrior, you the, blade storm. you Bladestorm, you Brawl, you Plague of Wrath. Uh, probably th- those two are, are really what I'm looking at, right? Like, Brawl or Plague of Wrath. And then you have a yeah. five a five five taunt at the back end of it. The reason this is better than Spirit of the Tiger is because of the taunt, by the way, because like just generating another minion like that that That's had true. the stats yeah. didn't matter. But these have taunt, and that does matter. But I feel like getting you know playing a, a weapon, you're probably going to want to play weapons in a control deck anyway. Again, we're getting into the same problem where. The, the the weapons you want to run in a control deck are wrench calibers and and ankar and how many more weapons can you run? That's kind of the problem we're getting into with warrior. But in a Highlander warrior, that's not as much of a problem. 
Right. Um, and and so again, I keep, you keep going back to Big Water Warrior. I keep going back to Highlander Warrior. But <laughs> but I think that there, right, where you have Brawl, where you have where you have Plague of Wrath, you have other other you know other larger spells that are intended to clear, and then you want you get to clear and then develop a taunt in the back end. I feel like that's more powerful than people are giving it uh, giving it credit for. In Paladin, the problem is that. Um, like your clears are things like equality. I guess it, this does resolve after the equality, so that's right, that's right. kind of that's better. But then you're still you're still hitting the board. It's it's a little bit it's a little bit more awkward, and you don't really have as many of those big clears. Like you can get an equality clear and then get a four four, and that's okay. But it's not the same as like getting a brawl and then having a five five on your side of the board and like guaranteeing you win the brawl every time. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, this does curve into the four mana spell slot, like Blessing of Kings or Consecration yeah. or, some, or something like that. But it seems like that's almost win more at that point as opposed to something that you really want to do. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think a three is fair. Maybe yeah, I'm, it's a little bit I'm, better. I'm willing than to go that, down to a three. I think, because I'm not convinced, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm, con- more I'm not convinced necessarily that it's going to stay in the deck. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I, I see this slotting in where Livewire Lance is now in, like, a Highlander Warrior. Right, because right. like think, Highland, like like Livewire Lance is yeah. okay, but this is probably better value on average. But mm-hmm. most of the other, like Bomb Warrior, obviously you're not going to run this. No, so. no, no. And then an arena, uh, is it a? Three it's or still two? it's still a weapon. Yeah, like which is fine. You're going to get you're going to get, get the or, effect off of. Yeah, if, it, even if you never get the effect it. off, it's still a three mana two two. You're probably taking other weapons just to be able to hack through a couple of minions. So it's probably a three yeah. there. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's right. Yeah. Cool. All right. So commencement is a card for big warrior. <laughs> so commencement and dual paladin. Yeah. Don't forget and dual paladin. <laughs> um, seven mana spell. Summon a minion from your deck. Give it taunt and divine shield. So I'll just let you talk about this because I'm. I this card just makes me angry. So you you go ahead. <laughs> Because you're well, okay, way so, more excited about this than I am. So Yeah, and honestly, I don't know why, because I, I don't think I've even played either of those decks. Just because it's just been so obvious that there's not enough effects to really make them worth it. I mean, Dual Paladin has literally Dual, which will get a, a minion out of each deck. And that hasn't been enough. For Big Warrior, you've got Dimensional Ripper, and I think that's it. I, I don't think that there's another effect as of now. That helps that deck. So, so seeing commencement was exciting because now here's the secondary one that actually works. It's only it's only advantages for you. It's late enough in the game that I mean we saw gather your party was for warrior was just straight up recruit a minion and that wasn't ever good enough. Um, so at seven, it's around the same. Taunt and divine shield are a pretty significant deal because uh, you're going to be just putting cards in your or minions in your deck that are big, crazy minions. And to give it Taunt, to give it Divine Shield, if your opponent doesn't have a Silence or an individual minion clear, uh, then they're going to have to just wreck their way. Th- I mean, I, I feel like this stops something like Demon Hunter dead in its tracks. Um, yeah. I, like, I mean, Liberal card- Hope does the same thing. Yeah, I mean, that that's that's what Liberal right, Hope right. does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm... I'm purely excited about the fact that there's a chance for those archetypes and i can play big dumb stuff i mean my original favorite deck was uh wallet warrior just playing all of the biggest minions in your deck and this actually gets them out is a little bit more proactive 
so I, I don't know if it's actually going to push those archetypes into like tier one, but I think there's going to be a tier three, tier two deck uh, between the two of them potentially out of this. So I guess maybe if this is what, if I'm going to be generous for a second and I'm going to say that this is a possibility, then maybe this is where like athletic studies and the, the taunt spell exactly, come in. Right. Because then you can't play those early minions. So then you're playing those the way that we used to play um uh forbidden shaping in the very early days of big oh Priest. right yep um but you know it's because because you need those early minions to not die and maybe getting a rush minion ma- matters there i'm not changing my score on any of those because i still don't think any of this is worth <laughs> doing but <laughs> right, you know right. but yeah so but I, again like yes if you're playing ysera and you're playing you know whatever else has like a gigantic bot i can't think of what else there are like just ysera and maligos and whatever else has a, has a gigantic bot and you're just gonna make it make them go through it yeah i mean you have to live to get there and i don't know that either of those decks even with the control tools that they have are ever going to do that but i guess if you're building that deck this is going to do it so you have to put this in there it's a question of if it's enough because really it's more dependent on what are your early tools that will let you get there and as i'm thinking about that ceremonial mall actually probably is pretty core because you're able to get a taunt earlier than turn seven uh you know dual paladin can get its stuff out on turn five big warriors waiting till the very late game with a 10 mana dimensional ripper so I think that this is um, that it's interesting, and actually, you'll notice we didn't get any big dumb minions in this set. No, like, we really didn't. Usually, usually, we get a couple of neutrals that are just huge, and we didn't. And I kind of wonder if it's because something like that would push this a little too far. Because if this is powerful, it gets really unfun for aggro decks, and they they just get shut down completely. So I I still think it's a three. Um, it, it may be a three with upside, especially in the decks that want it, but um, yeah, but I'm, that's, I'm that's willing to go. I mean, you started a five and I started a one, so I guess we can land. <laughs> there. Yeah. And, and, and in arena, you're never picking, you're never, you're no. never ever doing this. Like, yeah, yeah, no, it's gotta be a one. Man. Yeah. Like you, you're like the last thing that you want is to pl- pay seven mana for a blood fan Raptor with taunt and divine shield. No. Yeah. Like, you're yes. certainly not building your deck around this. You, you are not. No, no. And last one here for the dual class is Shield of Honor. One mana spell, give a damaged minion, plus three attack, and divine shield. Uh, all of the applications here are similar to Enrage. This is cheaper. Uh, you've got a guaranteed go into two things. Uh, like, I mean, I just look at this and say it allows for Enrage Warrior to do its combo with Corcoran Elite a little bit more efficiently. And yeah. to me, that's worth taking out Enrage and putting this in. Ramp- it might Rampage be... In. Oh, what did I say? Enrage. Enrage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Rampage. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I it, it may even be worth it to run both of them, but I think I think this is just better in a lot of ways for that deck. Yeah. Uh, Paladin, it's it's a really I think it's still good because you're guaranteeing the double. You just don't have a way of guaranteeing a damage min or a self inflicted damage minion on your own unless you're playing like Tolvir Warden or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's so, the problem with it in Paladin. Yeah. In Paladin it's you have but you have other things that you can use to like you you have other ways to give your minions divine shield and, and extra attack and you don't really need this. But yeah, I, I that's the reason that it because it lets you do the Corkron combo one turn earlier in Rage Warrior, I think that's relevant. And it probably yeah. will push the um push the the rampage out of the deck because like ultimately you don't really care about the health out of rampage 
you mostly care about the fact that you can tr- you can value trade or you can or it lets you do the three attack to go face. Right. So and I think so a lot of the that. times that I think a lot of the times divine shield is going to be more relevant. It is because yeah. you're telling your opponent you have to go through this two times now um, instead of having to do favorable trades. So yeah. I, I honestly think it's a five. I think that this yeah. card's going to see a ton of play. Yeah, and and that's that's also a good a good point from chat. Like you can fit two of these in where you can only fit in one rampage, right? Yeah, yeah. So exactly. like Rom now goes up to potentially eighteen damage. Oh my gosh! With it, double inner with, rage. With no, with single inner rage, double um double shield of honor. Twelve, fifteen, eighteen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. So that's another reason that you probably run this over Rampage. So yeah, I think... Yeah. I, like, I don't think this is a build-around. I don't think it's an auto-include. I think it's a very strong card that we'll see play. So that's a four for me. Hmm. You're not you're not running this in every pal- every Warrior deck. You're not. No, but but I don't th- I don't think fives are necessarily run this in every deck. I well, think it's it's something that's core. enabling. We said it's something that's enabling an archetype, or it's something that's it's an auto-include in, as a generically good card. I don't think it's either of okay. those. Okay. Okay. I... Yeah... All right, all right, I'll go with you on that. Yeah. In arena, it's it's a little bit. I it's probably a three. It's like yeah, I think maybe you take this because it's good in the right situation. It's very yeah. good in the right situation. It's just a matter of if you're going to be able to reliably get there, and you're not. So, yeah. like uh, like you take you take you blessing it. of might in in arena sometimes. Sure, right? sure. So yeah, it's for like a favorable trade. Like you do have to get a damage, but like that'll happen in arena. Yeah. So, all right. Nice. So we got through one class in almost an hour. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You're well, we got through a class and a half, to be fair, and we had so. the intro also. So yeah. I, I think we're, we're good. We're doing okay. But yeah, yeah. All right. So, so going on to the pure paladin. Well, they're not pure paladin cards, but the soul, the the just paladin cards. Tura Lion the tenured. I don't know if that's actually the the way Turalian. Turalian. Because I'm probably gonna have to. Well, I no, I'm probably not gonna have to cast this, so I don't need to learn. So Turalian the the tenured is an eight mana three twelve rush. Whenever this attacks a minion, set the defender's attack and health to three. So it comes on the board, it rushes, it kills the first thing that it runs into unless it has Divine Shield. And then, unless that's poisonous, it's going to stick around to be able to do that potentially three more times. Yeah. the Which is good. I mean, this is this was kind of the... the not necessarily Tarim, because this is not Sunkeeper Tarim. Um, but it, it, this is closer to like a, a keeper of Ultimon type of scenario where you target a minion, make it three, three and then trade it off. Mm-hmm. Um, eight man is a lot it for, is. for, a, for a targeted removal. That is a lot of mana and there are ways to, you know, get that out. And again, if we're talking about a dual paladin, then maybe that's a thing. Um, but in if general, you, if you get this off dual, that's insane. Oh yeah. If you get this off dual, down on five. Happy. And it kills whatever it attacks, unless it had divine shield or some other attack or some other yeah. effect. But but in general, like unless you're playing a specifically a dual paladin, that's a lot of mana to spend it on is. a targeted yeah. removal, like a lot. Yeah, I think that the upside is thinking greedily about what could happen if they don't deal with this, because we we also got a lot of buff cards that are very relevant. I mean, well, I don't know that you're running shield of honor in this one, but. Like there are other ones we'll talk about. Like if this gets life steal, if it gets another uh, another buff in any way, and it's it's going to be able to live as long as your opponent doesn't have single target removal. So, but it's it's hard to make a judgment call based off that because it is such a um, such a lightning rod. I mean, yeah. your opponent does have to deal with this if they can. 
Or they just say, you know what, I'm just going to get really aggressive here. They're only going to be reliably able to remove one thing every turn with him, and maybe I can win the game before yeah. they do that, um, and I'm not on a clock. So I, I'm pretty split on this one, too. I think it's a cool effect, and I think that there are games where this will be a, an absolute wrecking ball. I think it'll be less often that, though, than yeah. just a big dumb minion that's really slow to play. No, see, I got I got it. I got it. I figured out, I figured okay. out the sequence, okay? Okay. So you play, you play this on eight, mm-hmm. right? You kill minion. It sticks around on nine. Then on ten, mm-hmm. you Nazari. <laughs> oh. And you stay back in the game yes. all of a sudden. And you're totally yeah. not dead by then. That, yeah, that n- totally. never happened. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I guess in a really greedy control deck... It makes sense, and that's it. Right yeah. Now. So well, and this this definitely goes in dual paladin. So like, I'll say it's a three probably. Yeah. Because it has some implications, but I don't know that on its own it's good enough. Yeah. Um, I, so. I mean, I would love this to be good because I have a golden Nazari, but you know, I, I yeah. Well, I guess Nazari can go in your dual deck because it does have a big butt, so you can pull it out and give it divine. Yeah. Shield. You really don't want it. Well, actually, with commencement, it's fine now. I yeah. guess so. In uh, in arena, this is a. This yeah. is going to be one of the better legendaries you're going to be offered. Let's be honest. That's probably true, yeah. Because it is going to remove something, and then it's going to stick around and be a minion. So it's probably a four mm-hmm. in arena. Yeah, Because, yeah. like, as far as as far as far legendaries are concerned, this is going to be pretty useful. I can get there. Yeah. For sure. Next is Argent Braggart. A two-mana 1-1 one, one battle cry, gain attack and health to match the highest in the battlefield. This is a really, really hard card, in my opinion, to evaluate. Uh I immediately thought of Faceless Rager because I've played some Tempo Priest where that's a very good card with the right um, minions with a lot of health. Uh, and you end up getting a lot of tempo from that. What's tough about this is that if you're if you're basing it as a reactive card to your opponent playing really big stuff like Edwin Van Cleef, you play this and great, you just got the same amount of health and attack but they still have the advantage of being able to go face before you can do anything with this so then my mind started thinking okay well actually you you double this with a rocket aug merchant and you can use that as a removal tool if you need to if there's an option to i I don't know what the option would be to add taunt to this thing um is there anything that actually does that in the paladins toolkit um i don't know i I'm trying to figure out how to make this a proactive card because I mean, on its own, it could have some implications a la that Tempo Priest where I'm playing big minions and then I get a two mana 6-6 six, six or something like that. That's very good. But if, like, ugh, it's dependent on those things working out and your opponent not dealing with stuff. So this is so, another one I'm pretty split on. So let, let's think about a Librum Paladin, right? Okay. So a Librum Paladin is playing Librum of, of Wisdom every turn. So it's right. it's buffing up its minions. It's playing um it, it's usually playing Liadrin sometimes to get a lot of those, or it's playing a Librum of Hope, which gives you an eight eight. And and what this is basically saying is that once you build something big for two mana, you get another one. Right? I and, mm-hmm. and in a pure paladin that that sometimes can struggle to get like because a lot of times stuff. and you know we were talking about pure paladin before we started recording and and one of the things i noticed is that you're just kind of you're playing one big thing a turn and mm-hmm. that that's sometimes just not enough right so this lets you get two big things in right one turn, essentially right okay 
I can see that. So, and, like, and, and if they play a giant Edwin, of, if they play a giant Edwin, right? Like, they have to uh-huh. have sap or something to remove it because otherwise, then you're going to get to trade it off or just hit them in the face back, yeah. right? So, uh, Ease did remind me in chat of Pharaoh's Blessing. That could actually be an application, but you have to have something that's stuck in order to get that. So I think I, yeah. I think you're right, Steve, that more often this is just a very cheap second big minion that you can play in the same turn. So right. that's that's probably the best application for it. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's probably a three. I, I will see it slotting into decks. I could see it getting cut from decks. Um mm-hmm. you know, it may not end up being good enough, but it might be, right? And and I think that in a deck where you're buffing minions and and playing things, or when your opponents are playing questing adventurers and Edwins, or um, or if you're playing against a, a big warrior and they cheat out two gigantic things, and you get your own gigantic thing, mm-hmm. right? So this is this is your this is the tech against big warrior, I guess. <laughs> there, there you go. Dual paladin will take it down. Yeah. Actually, that would be a really bad matchup, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it's probably I don't know. Is it a three or a four? I then? think it's I think it's a three. I, th- I think okay. I, I'm not convinced that it's a four. I'm not convinced it's going to stay. Um, it's going to stay in decks. There's but, applications to it, but I would also I will I will not lie that I will say out loud, "Nice Edwin, bro!" Every time that I play this against a rogue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, in arena, it's fine, right? It's like a two, it's a two drop that's yeah. going to be as long as there is another minion on the board. This is going to challenge it or whatever or that duplicate is, yeah. it. So I think that's fine. You probably take this a lot. It's probably a four in arena. I would say. Yeah, I'd go. I'd go yeah. up to that. Cool. All right. So uh, goody two shields is a three mana four two divine shield minion with spell burst gain divine shield. So obviously you have to time the spell for when it has lost the divine shield, and then it gets the divine shield back once. Um, I guess, like, let's evaluate this without the Spellburst, right? Because, like, I mean, we're going to do that for Arena anyway, but I think that the Spellburst is kind of a bonus. But, like, in Pure Paladin, are you playing a 3-mana 4-2 Divine Shield? I think you probably are, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, what's the 3-mana uh, 3-1 three three with Divine Shield? Um, um, Scarlet, Scarlet Crusader. Scarlet Crusader, thank you. So this is, I mean, this is purely better... I, I don't think that Pure Paladin has any reliable minions on turn three. Because, uh, like... This, it's, playing, I, I think, it's playing Bronze Explorer now, usually, and that's kind of underwhelming. Oh, right, right, right. Um, yeah, I th- this is good on its own. It's very good if you can pull off the Spell Burst. I don't think you're reliably going to be able to because your opponent knows how much value that is for you, so they'll throw whatever they have into it. I mean, but aren't you, even, though? Because you're playing this in a deck with Librum of Wisdom. yeah. So, I mean, unless they're killing it, then you're trading and then you're buffing it with the Liberum of Wisdom and you're getting the and you're getting the Divine Shield back. I, I guess they have to hit it twice in order they for have that to kill to happen. it. They have to which, kill it. Yeah. Which if they're using two resources to kill it, then that means that you have the advantage. So you gained an advantage by playing a one card. Yeah. I think that's really strong. Uh, yeah. And especially when this curves into Blessing of Kings, it's like well, yeah, that's that's the well, dream yeah. then is to be able to just trade into something and then you've got a eight six with divine shield. Good lord, like yeah. that's. But you don't even need to go for the wombo combo, right? Like again, you're playing this in a deck with liberum of wisdom. You're you're almost always going to have a spell that costs either one or zero, 
yeah, that yeah. you can trigger this no, on. So they have to kill it, or else you're going to get the divine shield back. So I think, like, mm-hmm. I was originally pretty low on this until I thought of the implication of Liber of Wisdom, and now I think it's probably a four for that deck specifically. Yeah, yeah, four is what I was going to say too. I, like, it just seems really strong. I hope I'm thinking about this right, but I, I just don't see unless your opponent has a token deck or something, it can just ram two minions into it and doesn't care and just keeps making tokens. Um, like that's the only, the only scenario where I see this being a problem in arena. It's, uh, it's a three by two, four with divine shield. Exactly. You have to evaluate it that way, which is probably a four might even be a five. I mean, why wouldn't you take this? I think you're going to, yeah, I think you might, I think it might be. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll go with five in arena. Yeah. Hang on. I'm just changing. I'm changing my thing on the main spreadsheet. Because I'm going to do a rearview mirror episode, and I don't want to look back at this and think that I was a complete and total moron. <laughs> <laughs> Bet, better to better to have that in your back pocket. Yeah. Okay, so Blessing of Authority is a five-mana spell. Give a minion plus eight, plus eight. It can't attack heroes this turn. Um, so I know that there are competing thoughts about the, uh, the pre-release streams that some of the streamers get to do and stuff. Um, I sort of have to tune into those just to kind of keep my pulse on things for HS Replay and uh, and for myself, too. I, you know, I watched Regis Kilbin playing a pure Paladin deck with this in it. What I didn't realize when I first watched, or saw this is that you can attack face with a minion and then play this spell, and you just buffed it for plus eight, plus eight. So this is not... It, you, when I first saw this card, I thought of it as a freeze effect, essentially. Like, you can only you can only attack your opponent's board. But he did that once, and I thought, oh, wait a minute. This is just a really cheap buff your minion. Because you can do whatever you want with it beforehand. If you want to trade it into your opponent's board, great, go ahead. 8-8 for 5 mana is pretty nutty, in my opinion. And so I'm going to be ha- have to be talked down on this, Steve. I'm sure I, you can, but... I just, don't, I just don't see where you're fitting it in, right? Like... Like yes, it, in a vacuum, yes, it's a very it's a very powerful effect. When we talk about arena, I will probably have a, a better opinion of it. Oh, in arena, it's yeah, it's this, this could this this is probably at least a four in arena, and it might be better than that because because board can because you're you're trading so much in arena and board control is so important. Being able to make a big thing, you don't care if it can't attack heroes this turn because you're usually value trading on the board most of the time until you're ready to go face anyway. So it's fine there. I I'm like the only time we've played a buff that's like this is like Spike Ridge Steed, right? Sure. And yep. and Spike Ridge Steed was nuts because it gave taunt. And unless you're you're actually trading something off, I mean, I guess it's a removal spell for Paladin if they have a minion that sticks, right? Right. Because like I, I get what you're saying about yes you can trade you can go face first and then and then buff it, I don't think that's the use case for this card usually. I think that's Regis being clever, and and he is that's a clever use of it. No, I'm not. I'm sure, not being. Sure. I'm not being. I'm not being sarcastic. Like I'm I, I legitimately is being clever. Right. And, right. Right. And figuring out how to use that because I realize that that could come out really really sarcastic. Well, and I, I, I didn't think, mean it to. But, no. No. I but, I got you. I, yeah. th- I think what it proved to me is there's more flexibility in this card than it seems like there is essentially. Like, and even if you just play it with your hero power as a seven mana nine nine, it's not the worst thing in the world. You know, like. The, the thing is that this is a removal spell if you've stuck a minion. And if you've stuck a minion, you probably don't have too much trouble removing other things. That's where my problem is with it. Because, like, the number of times that this is going to be... Uh, like, like I'm thinking, like, 
this is paladin. I'm going to go to priest because that's where I'm. That's where my mind goes, right? Of but course, like yeah. grave rune is a similarly bananas powerful effect that is extremely hard to pull off in practice, right? Because because if you just do it, then your opponent has hard removal or they have silences or polymorph effects or whatever, and then you don't get the value out of it, right? So you kind of need to have a minion stick and then use it in order to trade it off immediately and get the value out of it. This is the same thing, because if you just, like, hero power and slam this on it, if your opponent has any sort of removal, then you then what have you just done, right? Like, then you had a, you had a, five, a seven mana nine nine with, with no taunt that didn't do anything except eat a shadow or death. And that's kind of where my problem is with it in terms of trying to fit it into a constructed deck. Yeah, I, I think that the the Priest Paladin Legendary is the one that really, like, it pulls a buff spell out of your deck. Or, like, yeah. you build that deck to have buff spells. And I think this fits very it, well it, in that. It could if that's a deck, yes. Because then it's just give a minion plus eight plus eight because you, you know. Right, because you, yeah. Um, well, if, if, you're doing the, if you're doing the spell on the same turn, yes. Right, right. So I think there's more implication. And I think that when this works, it's it's way too good. It's not going to be all the yeah. time that that happens because there's limitations on it, but I think there's more to it than than meets the eye, essentially. Yeah. I mean, when I, I first saw wrong. this, I, I didn't want to give it the time of day. Yeah, I, I could I think... be very wrong on this. It just feels like it's going to be it, it's going to be more awkward in the way that Grave Rune is very awkward sometimes. To use the words that were used to uh, undervalue cards on other shows, reviewing cards, this is a pile of stats. It is. <laughs> It is. So I, w- I will never undervalue a pile of stats after and, and I mean, understanding we, that. We did play Dino Size once upon a time, but Dino Size was basically a pyroblast. That's true. We also didn't have lifesteal minions with Dino Size. Fair. And fair. I, think, I think with Bronze Explorer and with Judicious Junior, maybe. And, and Lifeforge um, Blessing is a card. And too. Lifeforge Blessing, especially. Yeah. So I, I, I feel pretty firm about giving this a four because I, I think there's implications. I will it. come up to you just because I don't want to be embarrassed later, but I, I'm, I, it's a skeptical four. I think this is a card you could easily look past, but you should not yeah. because there's, there's. I, I think there's going to be a spot for it. And in, in arena, in arena, this is probably a five. I think it's a five. Yeah, yeah. I just putting it on anything. This is, this is Spike Rich Steed in arena, basically. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, is this me now? Yeah. So yes. Judicious Junior is a six mana four nine life steal. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this. Like no. it, it's it's. Very overcosted for what you're going to be getting constructed. You're going to find better better minions to put it in. Unless, again, unless you're doing specifically dual paladin, and I don't even know Maybe. if this is good enough for dual paladin. Maybe I don't think it is. I don't think you're put, you're ever putting this in a constructed deck, except in very very specific circumstances. And you're probably picking this almost all the time in arena. I think during a time when we don't have Zilliacs, life steal is just something that you really have to look at and say. I, I can very much see a meta where that's valuable to me. And if this survives one extra turn, like you're going to be getting stuff back uh, or you're going to be getting life back. If you buff this at all, it gets insane. So there, there's potential. I probably still won't go higher than a two because I don't think, I don't think it makes sense above that. But I, I think that it's not, well, I, I feel like I'm using a lot of words and not saying a lot right now. <laughs> yeah. I think that it can work in specific situations, and it could be threatening. But 
Yeah. You don't just want to play this on turn six and your opponent just kill you the next turn, yeah. essentially. Like, so. this is just... Uh, it's not it's not doing anything for you, and it's very expensive. Like, there are better things yeah. you can do with six mana and construct it. In Arena, yeah. I mean, a six mana four nine life steal is going to be a house. Yeah, And, and yeah. you take it, so... They very likely won't be able to do with that. I'd say it's a four there. Yep, easily. I agree. Yep. Okay. All right, next one's first day of school. Zero mana card. Mm-hmm. Add two random one-cost minions to your hand. I... I've seen a lot of people like this card. I haven't liked it very much because two random one-cost minions to your hand feels like, what in the world am I doing? Um, Brazen Zealot is a card that hasn't seen a lot of play, and I think for an aggressive deck that wants to play that and just get a bunch of cheap stuff on the board, maybe this makes sense. Also in Dual Paladin, for the same reasons I was arguing for the athletic studies, I could see this fitting in just to give you some early game cards. The problem is you draw this late, and it's just so useless and doesn't actually help you. It's also a zero mana activator for Spellburst, which might not be uh, complete trash. I just still don't know that it's really worth a spot, other than that hyper-aggressive deck that just wants cheap things. Have you thought of any other applications for it? I mean, it's random one-cost minions, right? It's not It's not Discover, so you can get them from any class. Right. Like, you yeah. can get a Risky Skipper. Okay. Right? You could okay. get, like, a Flame Imp or a Voidwalker, or... Um, or a pharaoh the priest cat. one four yeah the priest one four you get a pharaoh cat or a spy mistress if you're playing if you happen to be playing pure paladin you got some secrets you could get a black stack a blackjack stunner you can get a re- some pretty good one cost I mean, minions i, I mean shaman goes out of its way to play one cost spells with the weapon just to get reliquary of souls right so like right like, oh yeah so i i think that this is a little better than it looks on rate interesting and, okay and also it's giving you two minions for zero so it gives you two things to do again brazen brazen zealot is a card that really wants you to have have uh, cheap minions you also have the the side quest that buffs all your minions when you um when Righteous you play five of them yeah so yeah. like i think there are applications i think it's a little bit better than it looks and i think if we're going to get an aggressive paladin deck it needs to be able to generate generate stuff and paladin is very good at generating one ones out of its hero power but it's not good at generating like a a board out of nowhere so i think that the fact that this gives you two one drops and those two one drops could be very good Mm -hmm. um could because they include the class minions i think this is a better card than it looks okay i i'd probably go up to a three on it i think i think it's a three it's probably a three in arena too to be fit to be fair because like two one drops i mean that gives you either a turn one or a turn two Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that that's that's not nothing. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of variants. Like there are a lot of one cost minions and and a lot of them are not great, but even if they're just stats and you're just trying to proc righteous cause or you're trying to proc ra- brazen zealot, like that's fine. Right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's good enough. I don't think it's I don't think it's amazing. It's not like I'm not going out of my way for it, but it's it's not bad. Cool. Yeah. All right, we're crossing over into your territory, Steve. We're yep. going to talk about the Priest and Paladin dual class cards yep. here. So we've gotten through two classes in a little over an hour, so we've got another you know, out two hours for Priest, so we're on, we're on track. <laughs> exactly what we ration for every episode. Because I know if anybody loves any kind of content, it's Priest content in Hearthstone. Of everybody course. loves the Priest. Especially I, I, after this expansion. <laughs> I hear so often that people just love Priest and they enjoy playing against uh, it. And the mirror in particular is, is a, a joy to course. their day. The soul <laughs> mirror, as it were. So, um, Hayabus Allura is a 4-mana 3-6 spell burst. Cast a spell from your deck. Targets this if possible. Um, this is a card that is much better, much, much better in Paladin than it is in Priest. Really? Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. I, I think that... that. 
in order to use this in Priest, you're going to need a very specific deck that doesn't really exist since since Divine Spirit got Hall of Famed. Mm. Um, because, okay. because if you think about the kinds of cards that are in most Priest decks, you're generally running um, some sorts of removal. You're, you're going to be running Time Rip a lot of the time. You're going to be running Penance mm. a lot of the time. Um, there, there are a lot of... A lot of spells that you a don't want to pull out of your deck because they're situational, and that's b, the bigger you, thing. And yeah. b you super don't want it hitting your own minion, right. um, unless you have a Sethic Veil Weaver and you're the one casting it to get value out of it. But that's a, that's a, mm-hmm. a fringe scenario. So unless you're playing a deck, and and this deck, I've I've heard this floated, and I don't believe in it, but it's possible to go all in on minion buffs and go in on like a full on tempo priest with the rushing dormant minions and the the one four and a couple of other things you're running like power infusion and apotheosis and and inner fire and like maybe that's a thing but i have a hard time seeing that be a thing without divine spirit it's just really hard to pull off you get grave rune or psyche split on this and that's that's pretty crazy because then you can start chaining things but that does seem more like a dream than a reality, probably. Yeah. And, and um, you're also fatiguing yourself a little bit too, right? Because those are coming out of your yeah. deck. So it's an extra yeah. draw that in a control matchup, like again, in the tempo priest, you don't care. But in any other priest, like a Galakron priest, you really don't want to be pulling spells out of your deck, which is the reason we don't but, run Cleric of Scales either. Yeah, you can't play this in that deck because of time rip and, yeah. and all of that. I think I think you have to have more of an aggressive tempo <sighs> line for that. But we should probably talk about Paladin's yeah. implications instead, because that is more likely. I mean, you've got a lot of spells that buff your minions, all of the blessings. Um, you've got the Lightforge blessing that'll give a minion lifesteal. Uh, there's a lot of upside. And and you can still run stuff like Consecration and Liberum of Hope, potentially. Or uh, L- well, Liberum of Justice. Of Hope, could, and Liberum of Justice, because those won't target this. It'll still play right. it, and it may play it in an unfavorable place, but... Um, but you can't like it's not like penance or time rip where it's like yeah do not put that in the same deck right. as this like avenging know? wrath off of this is fine right you know yeah like, that yeah would be fun. deal some extra damage yeah. why not uh, so yeah I think there's some interesting implications I don't know if it's the card to make those decks possible because those decks don't really exist and you have to build a very specific way in order to get the the value out of yeah. it so. Um, but you run I, in, I you think, run enough buffs in a pure paladin, you could get away with this, right? I think so. I think yeah. the only downside of this in paladin is if you're running Lady Liadrin, then those don't count towards what Lady Liadrin is going to give you back. It's it's some all downside, yeah. but it's something to be yeah. aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably I, I mean I'd probably give it a four because of paladin, but this is like I, this is pretty much straight up trash in priest. I, I yeah. don't want this in priest like ever, okay. like because I don't believe like, in the tempo priest to be honest. Yeah. Foreign constructed is good, and then in arena, I mean, four minute three six is really good. It's going to be very like, draft dependent. It's going to really it's gonna depend on on what kinds of spells you have and how many spells you have in your deck. If you're uh, if you're fairly confident that you can cast that you can play this innocuously, and you're not going to get punished if the spell burst goes off, then yeah, it's great. If if you're if you end up drafting like a whole bunch of equalities, that's the card that you want that you'd be worried about with this would be equality. Because mm-hmm. um, if yeah. you if you equality with this on the board, you're going to be very sad. Um, but like if you're drafting a bunch of equalities and, and like hammer, hammer of, ju- is it hammer of justice? I forget the hammer one that, of wrath, hammer of wrath. Thank you. Or yeah. holy wrath or whatever. Right. Then that's, that's when you're going to be a little bit less likely to want to want this. But in general, so the stats are fine. And, and I don't think you're going to end up in that situation in arena very often. I think it's a three because you have to be so careful with it. Yeah, but I think so too. 
plenty of potential yep. upside there. All right, next is Devout Pupil, six mana, four, five with Divine Shield and Taunt. That sounds like a shield bearer to me, except this card has costs one less for each spell you've cast on friendly characters this game. I did not notice until just now it says characters instead of minions because I was thinking about this purely from buffing stuff, but I guess you can actually, uh, you could heal face with Renew. Or Librum um, of Hope for that matter. Or Librum of Hope, right. So this is not going to be zero mana, I think, most of the time. But even if you can get it down to like two or three, that's a lot of strong tempo that your opponent has to deal with immediately. So I think think it's pretty good overall. So so let's kind of go a little bit deeper on that, right? Like, at what cost does this become worth putting in your deck? I think the answer is four, right? Because at at four, you're getting a Chill Win Yeti with Divine Shield and Taunt. Okay. Right? You would play a four mana, four or five Divine Shield Taunt. You would just put that in your deck. Depending on the deck, right? But, like, four mana, you're willing to pay that. So you're I think pl- you're playing Shield of Galacron as a five mana four five. Exactly, that does something extra, but that's kind of it. But so. it's it's very slow in in Priest in yeah. particular. Like yeah. it's it's giving you a minion to play eventually, right? So like this is if you can get this down to four, and you're going to get this down to four, right? Like you're playing, yeah. like you have Sethic Veil Weaver in that deck in Priest. Mm-hmm. You're going to play stuff on your minions. It's going yeah, to happen. You, you, you run two copies of Renew. You run two copies of Apotheosis. Uh-huh. Right. You, you're going to generate other spells that you can ca- that you can target your characters with. Like I think you're going to get this down to the point where it's going to be cheap enough. I think the question is if you're top decking it late, is it is it terrible? But I don't think it's that bad. And even if you're not putting in your deck, I mean, what it kind of goes without saying with all of these cards that you're going to get them off of Galakron sometimes, and you're going to be okay with that. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, but I think that in certain decks, you're you're going to be willing to put them in your in your deck, and I don't think it needs to be that that mythical tempo priest that doesn't that that somehow manages <laughs> to kill your opponent without divine spirit, right? I think I mean, just normal one... Galakron priest is probably good enough, and, and Q right. priest certainly is. The, you're more likely to see this than uh, High Abyss Allura in a in just a priest deck. Oh, no doubt. So no doubt. Yeah, I, mean, I can see yeah. that. Like, and, in like, and, and I mean, the thing, the thing is, too, right? Like, you can get some of those expensive spells that you're running in Cube Priest down mm-hmm. cheaply. Like, if you can get this down to, like, one or two, and then you can immediately Psych Split it, and you're getting... What is what is Psych Split? Plus one, plus... Is it plus one, plus three? One, plus one, one plus two? Uh, one, two. Mm-hmm. So it's, plus like... One, plus two. So, like, two, six, seven Divine Shield Taunts, that's... I mean, that's basically a really great roll off of Power of Creation. Yeah. I think, I, like, the thing that keeps my heart in check with this card is that it's not Arcane Tyrant, where you just immediately get it for free. But there's enough upside on the card that I think I think you're right that you're okay with playing this in that two to four mana. I, I, I think if it's two mana, I'll play this every time. Yeah. And if it's four mana, yeah, I feel good, but not, like, insanely good that I put this in my deck. Unless I'm up against an aggressive opponent, which this is just a wall for them to deal with, essentially. So... Yeah, I, I my gut says it's a four still. Um, I know you're a little bit higher on this card. Yeah, but I'm, I'm like backing I, down a little bit. I think it's probably a four also. Like, I don't think you're building around this. I don't think it's an auto-include. It'll see but a lot of good. play. And it, and, and it is good. I, I think it's just not going to define decks No, it's not. Yeah. No, um, I got a little excited, as I do sometimes with Priest, and you talk me down. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> uh, and in Arena, I mean, it's a shield bearer. Uh, with potential upside, which is a good card. Yeah. I think it's a four there, uh, right? Sun, Sunwalker, you mean? Or Sunwalker, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not Shield Bearer. That yeah. would be a bad card if it was yeah. six-man Yeah, I mean, you, you, would, you would draft Sunwalker <laughs> sometimes, and this is probably better than that. So, yeah. I think that's that's a at least a four. Yeah. 
Cool. Um, Gift of Luminance is a three mana spell. Give a Divinion Divine Shield and then summon a one one copy of this. So I was back and forth on this card until I started crafting Resurrect Priest. And I think that this is better than Grave Ruin and Resurrect Priest. Mm. Like straight up better. Because Interesting. first of all, it's cheaper. And and we, we had we just talked about how awkward Grave Rune can be in that deck because you need to kill off the minion if in, in case it's gonna get silenced or, or hexed or whatever. Um or, or or sapped. And what this does is it costs one less and you immediately get a copy of the minion. And and in Resurrect Priest, every minion you get, you really don't care what the stats on it are. Sure, sure. With with a couple of exceptions. But but for the most part, you don't really care what the what the stats on it are. And like if I can go on turn seven and put down a um you know put down a bone wraith and then get a cop get a one one copy of it and the one one oh, sure. and the reborn copy comes back full full health or on turn eight I'm doing that with a convincing infiltrator or or um on nine I can do that with a Gartoot defender and then not have to worry about well I just invested everything into this minion and now it's gonna get sapped and I just lost all that value. Like that's a that's a big deal. And then you're also generating the extra copies for sure to be able to resurrect them. So I think that in in Resurrect Priest specifically, and and I think Cube Priest is probably along the same lines. That sure, like yeah. I think you probably play this. I think you might cut Grave Rune for this. You do get one less Whoa. minion, but I uh-huh. think but I think you're it's much less. Like Grave Rune is sometimes it's, yeah. it, it's it's almost the worst card in the deck. And mm. and I've seen some lists that cut one copy of it just because it's so awkward to play. And this is like a grave rune that gives you one less minion, but you guarantee to get the copy off of it. I mean, it's a little bit less exciting because you are looking for the stats in in Q Priest, whereas in Resurrect Priest you don't really care about the stats. Um, but even then, just getting just even just bubbling the minion is sometimes worth it. In 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 yeah. Priest specifically, which doesn't have access to be able to put Divine Shield on on minions as easily. Yeah, I don't know that in Paladin there are many like persisting effects that you're really excited about um, with this. I mean, if you if you stuck an Argent, Argent Braggart and now you can give a Divine Shield to like trade into something, I guess, but that doesn't like. Well, th- this is more a three mana give a minion Divine Shield, which you've already got a one mana card that does that. So well, so let me ask you this, right? If you just slap uh-huh. two Blessings of Wisdom on a on a minion, would you want two more copies of those? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's the use case. I don't know how often that happens, but I think that's the use okay. case for this. Well, I, I, actually, no, you know or, what? Or like Dragon Rider Talritha in... or something like that. Uh, also, Brazen Zealot. Like, yeah. in, in an yeah. aggressive yeah. build, I think I think you put this in there to get just another one, give it Divine Shield so it lives. It could be yeah. really interesting, actually. Yeah, that on Brazen, so... that on Brazen Zealot, I mean, it's going to take you four mana to do that. and Or you need the Brazen Zealot to live, which good luck. But, uh, you know, I think that... Brazen Zealot is another good use case for something like this, where or yeah. or like maybe this is a stretch, but you might slap this on a more on a more like war leader. Oh sure, oh yeah, yeah. There's probably some implications, and or if you get the uh, what's the two mana two the underbelly uh, underbelly, underbelly or you get an underbelly <laughs> angler. Yeah, I've I've played against Murloc Paladins that are able to pull that out. I, I mean, I, in um, my experience, they get those about 110 percent of the time off. Of exactly the right. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's it's definitely a four. There are a lot of really interesting imp- applications for yep. it. You kind of have to think about it. You have to play it right. Things have to work out for you. But I mean, it's it can basically win you the game in some impl- or in some places. Or for like resurrect priest, like you said, it's just a very good, um, yeah. uh, reliable effect that you want. Uh, in arena, it's okay in, on the right minion. 
and not. I mean, it lets you value trade, right? It lets you value yeah. trade, and you get a copy. If you happen to have a minion that you care about having a one-one copy of, it's fine. It's not I would take it over blessing and protection. I mean, but... would you would you take you take Argent Squire sometimes? You yeah, don't pay oh, three yeah. mana for it, but I mean, if you're giving mm-hmm. a minion that you have Divine Shield and you're getting an Argent Squire, that's fine, right? Yeah, I'd say it's a three in, yeah. in arena. I think so. Pretty strong three. Yeah. All right, next one here is Wave of Apathy. One mana spell, set the attack of all enemy minions to one until your next turn. We had a card way back when called Potion, or Pint-Sized Potion for Priest that uh, made all opponents' attacks go down by three, I think it was. Uh, I think it was two. Might is it two? Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll look. You, you e- keep talking. Either way, it was, it was give minions minus attack as opposed to setting it to something. So... And that card was very strong in, oh, with was, the right... Oh, it was minus three, yeah. Sorry. It was minus three? Yeah. It was very strong with the right support from other cards. Like, the only reliable thing you can get off of this is being able to value trade, but that depends on your board being better than theirs in that scenario. So, uh, like, maybe Cabal Shadow Priest or the Cabal Acolyte that we'll talk about here soon, this is interesting for. Um, but I think Paladin has got things figured out between equality liberum of justice they don't really need this effect and for priest i feel like there are better ways to get this effect right now or to um like you don't need this card in order for those other cards to be played so i don't want this in a deck in a priest deck i i I, paladin i don't i don't think that like yeah paladin this is the kind of the same way maybe it's it, it could have uses but like you have to keep in mind that a lot of the times that you're going to want this card to be good is going to mm-hmm. be against things like Murloc Paladin, where it's not going to help you anyway, or against Druid, where it doesn't matter what their what their attack is because the buffs are still going to apply on top of them. And if they Savage Roar, then it doesn't matter what their what their attack is as long as they're on the board. Right. Um, like because like you have to have you have to be facing down like King Crush for this really to you know to matter a lot and and like yeah that'll happen but like there's not i don't think that cabal acolyte and we'll talk about it is is a good enough payoff to justify running this card let's let's just put it that way right like that's a very a very specific scenario where you have a there there is exactly one minion on board that you want and you're able and then you have the cabal acolyte that's active and you're able to play this and then you get it because I can guarantee you, if there is if there is a twelve twelve Edwin and a lackey on the board, you are going to steal the lackey a hundred hundred percent of the time. Yeah, right. So like, I don't know that I. I mean, you'll you'll at any of these cards, you'll take off for new, right? Like, fine. But I don't sure, think yeah, that yeah. like the reason we ran Pite Size Potion was because we had Shadow Word Horror, which destroyed any exactly. that had less right. than two attack. And and like, a board I will love that card forever because that was in Void Ripper Priest, which is one of my favorite decks of all time. <laughs> but this is not pint size potion and it doesn't have the rest of the payoffs like we don't have a void ripper we don't have a shadow word horror even like a, a crazed alchemist doesn't actually kill the minion it just basically like a, it's like really inefficient equality on on a targeted minion like i just don't i don't see putting this into a deck we could right we could get those things like it, it could be that in the next set we get um you know shadow word cthoon or whatever and that and that and that that does the same thing and then i my opinion on this will change based on what we have now i don't want this in a deck plot twist cthoon is the phoenix that rises up in the third expansion oh my gosh this year 
yeah, I, we're spending too much time talking about yeah. this card. I think it's probably ones across the board. Yeah. I, I, ironically, I am not apathetic about how much I hate this card. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> and in um, in arena, I don't think you want it either. Like no, there, no, it's you, a one there, too. There are better. Oh, ones across the board. Yeah. There you go. We did it. You didn't even realize how much of a dad joke you made. You're such a you're such wow. A dad. Yeah, that that's how ingrained it is of my DNA. That is actually pretty good. Thank you for pointing that All out. Right. And and we shouldn't be spending a lot of time talking about that card because we're going to spend about six hours talking about this card, which is my I my I, I will let you take your your mind that is a sponge that's been thinking about this card and yes. just wring it dry for us right now. The only reason that this is not the card of the week is because I could not come up with a song for this to save my life. <laughs> That is the only reason that this is not the card of the week. But this, if I did not have to sing about this card, it would be the card of the week. Nice. So, Mind Render Lucia, 2 mana, 1, 3, Battle Cry. Swap hands and decks with your opponent until your next turn. Okay. So, yes, it disrupts combo. It's obvious. We all know that. That's not, that's not the primary reason you're putting this in your deck, because there are not enough combo decks in the meta. Right? The reason that you're putting this into the deck is this is basically Doomsayer on steroids, right? Hmm. Like, the way you need to think about this is, first of all, you're denying a draw, right? Because they're going to draw a card out of your turn, out of your deck, and then you're going to swap back, and then you're going to draw. So you're basically denying them a draw out of their deck, and you're going to, you're going to, well, you don't get that draw, but you're denying them the draw out of their deck. So that's, that's number one. Against any aggro deck, you kind of just want to do that. You might even do it on curve depending on what they're doing, right? Because, like, just slowing aggro down for a turn so that you can start being able to defend yourself is worth it. But if it's any sort of a faster deck, if they have anything cheaper in their hand, then you can go ahead and, you know, swap at, like, four mana, play out a bunch of one-drops or whatever they happen to have, or maybe they have, a, like, a, an I-beam or something that you can you can use to remove, and then pass it back. They're drawing a card out of your deck, which I can guarantee you, because you're a priest, they probably don't want. And then, and then you get to you get to go back, and then go back to, to clearing, and you're kind of taking away their 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 game plan from them for a turn. I think that it's it's going to take a lot of practice to figure out how to use this effectively, like Doomsayer does, because Doomsayer is you have to really time it, and you need to know what you expect to get out of it when you do it. But I think that the idea of like, yes, can you can you swap hands with a quest warlock right after they've completed the quest? And take a bunch of zero cost cards out of their hand and then play them out so that they can't get access to them. Of course you can. Like that's that's a thing that you can do. And you will wait until that moment oh, yeah. if you're in that matchup. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you'll you'll do that, right? But um but in in a lot of even against like faster decks, you don't necessarily care about what's in their hand, except for the fact that you can use your mana to basically act as a discard effect. And and discard effects are so rare in Hearthstone that I think that this is a valuable card that will it will see play, but it's going to take a lot of skill and a lot of practice to get right. I'm guessing, like, so for aggro, you mentioned, like, playing this on turn four is fine. For most other decks, though, I'm thinking it's around, like, turn seven or eight that yeah. I really want to play this to, to at least get two cards out of their hand, get the advantage yeah. on my side, maybe something they're holding on to for a later game effect. Although you're going to be so on edge playing against priests now because this no. is this I think this is likely to be in every priest deck that's not like a res priest or something like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you don't, yeah, you don't run even. this. In, no, you don't run this. In res no, priest. okay. But 
Um, but I think, yeah, against everything else, like, just the, the oh, yeah, idea that this card exists changes the way you play against Priest. Because mm-hmm. you can't hold things for later. Right? Yeah. Like, if you... And, and you don't even need... It doesn't even matter if you've played it, because you could generate another one. Right? At least for now, while Galakrond's still in the meta. So even having played it, you, like, it's still a little bit less of a risk, but it's still a risk that you could still generate another one and then do it again. And, like, that's... It's such a powerful effect, it's hard to really to really describe. But I think that this is... Like, I think this is what we you wanted Camellios to be. Right? Like, you mm, also... Like, we shouldn't yeah. discount the fact you get to see their whole hand. Like, yeah, that's yeah. that's another Everything. benefit. Like, you need to be able to do something with that knowledge. But you get, to, you get to see their entire hand, and then you have knowledge of that for the rest of the game if you can remember what's in there. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Like, we've, yeah. we've played worse cards than that just to get, like, pieces of information... And you get to go, okay, well, now I know exactly what's in their hand, and I get to play play again around all of that, knowing what's there, and get rid of the stuff that I don't want with the mana that I have remaining. Like, I, I, the, the evil genius in me that loves playing Priest, like, this is the priestiest card they've ever printed. <laughs> <laughs> now, one interesting thing that I'm thinking through, though, is because you also are giving your opponent the chance to, to use your hand... And though they may not want uh, your cards for their benefit, they can disrupt you also. So, like, you can't give them your Galakrond, essentially, right? Right. Because they're probably going to play that every time. Um, There are probably some certain cards that if you have them in hand, you can't play this. So I don't know if that takes the edge off of its power level. I'm with you 100% that, like, this is more than just a combo disruptor. Uh, It's just both of those sides that probably even it out to being... Mostly, mostly advantageous for you, but giving your opponent yeah. enough initiative to to hit you back essentially at the same time. It's like any asymmetrical card, right? It's like every asymmetrical card. A lot of the the skill involved is making sure that you get a or any symmetrical card is is making sure that you get asymmetrical value out of it. Yes, right, yes. like that's like like when we're talking about glide later when we're shuffling both decks, like you want that a lot more than your opponent does. Mm-hmm. I think that you would if you are not playing this early when they don't have the mana to use your bombs, then you're waiting to use those things, or you're at a point where you don't care if they do, right? Like you're right. not you're not doing this with like you're not going to hand them back a skeletal dragon, right? Like you're not no, you're not no. going to pass them over a skeletal <laughs> dragon and say here you can play this and I'm going to do some some other stuff from your hand. But you'll probably play the Skeletal Dragon before you before you do this, right? Uh-huh. So a lot of the a lot of the the skill is going to be evaluating that risk reward of giving them and knowing that I'm handing them over these things and telling them what's in my hand too, right? Because you're also telling them exactly what you're holding. But you're going to do that probably like you have games in Priest where you just run dry, right? And you've got like one mm-hmm. or two cards that are that are like garbage off of Galakrond. And if you want a, re- a wretched reclaimer and the the two one that gives your opposing minion plus two attack, like enjoy, right? <laughs> um, yeah. But and and yeah, it will be awkward to play some time. But I think that's where the skill involves. That's that's what makes it such a fascinating card. But I think that there's there's so much power in this card that I I really would have a hard time seeing you not running it unless it turns out to really not be good as good in practice as it seems like it's going to be from from well, now- just like thinking about it, right? Now my mind's stuck on that Skeletal Dragon example you gave because I don't want to play this when I have Skeletal Dragon in hand. And then when I play Skeletal Dragon, if the dragon it gives me is good, I also don't want to play it again. So I wonder if if this ends up being a stalemate sometimes where it's like, as we're testing with this card, you find out I don't actually want to play this card most of the time because I'm giving my opponent 
Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's accurate or not. I mean, it's just... like, you, you, that happens with board clears, right? Like, yeah. you know, sometimes you have to play to death a board of really good minions because your opponent has better minions and you don't have a choice. Right. right? Like, that. that's kind of where that comes from. Like, yeah, those situations will happen. Yeah, you. there will be people who play this poorly and curse it. I guarantee you that will be the case. Like, you know, but I think a lot of the skill is, like, it's it's the same way that, like, with Zephyrus, you need to know how to play Zephyrus in order to get him to do what you want it to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. And I think this is sure. kind of similar to Zephyrus in that, just in that one aspect, where you're going to need to know how to set up for this card to be powerful. And that's going to be okay. something that is going to take some practice and is going to be very hard. And some people are going to get very screwed by it and they're going to not play it the same way that people get screwed by tracking and don't play it. Sure, sure. You know? Yeah. So there's there's high risk, but with high risk comes high reward. I think this is a five because I think you, you put this into every non-resurrect priest. And I think mm-hmm. that this is... Uh, this is one of the cards I'm really most excited for out of this out of the set. I think this is a, a really really interesting card. I think I hope it's good. I kind of hope it's not good too because I'm gonna have to play against it at some point. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But this is like I, this is like priest in a nutshell. Is this card? Hmm. Well, yeah. I, I definitely won't uh, won't hinder you from from the the, the score that you want to give this one. And in arena, it's it's probably it's probably not nearly as good <laughs> it's yeah it's it's it, you're you're not really you're not really doing that to you don't i mean it doesn't matter right like you're just gonna have it, kind of it stuff. does that's exactly like what the, the scenario yeah. where you would where you would want to play this is if you're top decking and they have stuff in their hand and then you get a bunch sure of stuff yeah in your yeah hand. then it's so it's like it's a solid three it's I a three yeah it's it's there. not yeah. it's not nearly as effective as it is in, in constructed but yeah cool Next is Cabal Acolyte, 4-mana 2-6 with Taunt, Spell Burst, gain control of a random enemy minion with 2 or less attack. As a 4-mana 2-6 with Taunt, this is a perfectly fine card in my book. Like, it's pro- it probably wouldn't see any play at that stat line just because it's fine. Yeah. But, uh, but with the Spell Burst, I think, I think this is pretty good. I, I heard you saying you were low on this card, though, Steve. Yeah. Like, what, what does the Priest main here think? So I, I built... I, I did a theory and crafting stream on Thursday night, and I, right. as, as one would expect, I built a number of priest decks, right? And <laughs> yeah. um, I ended up, I ended up putting it in the deck, but I'm not happy about it. Interesting. And, okay. And I, so the where I kind of start coming down on this card is like, is this better than when is this? Be, not not is this when is this better than Bone Wraith? Right, because. Bone Wraith is effectively the same stats giver. I mean, it's it's a two five instead of a two six, but you have the the other the other point of health on the other side on the reborn copy, right? right? Mm-hmm. So it's effectively the same stats for the same mana, and so like when is Cabal Acolyte going to be better than having the extra reborn copy that your opponent has to chew through? And the answer is when they have a two a two one or two attack minion that you really want to steal. How many one or two minion one or two attack minions are there that you're going that you're going to want to steal? It happens, right? Well, if like you're going up against a bone wraith, then you do. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> if there if your opponent has a bone, if you are in a priest bear and your opponent has a bone wraith or convincing a convincing infiltrator, absolutely, yes, like no question. But it's like those, or, like or, how, like how often does that happen? How often do you are you going to be able to? And how often are you going to be able to get it to be like the one that you want? Right, like the, we we talked about that a little bit earlier, but it's also like you're it's like Cabal Cabal Shadow Priest just takes the minion you want, 
And it's targeted. And too. it's targeted, right? Like, the when when this is going to go off, most often it's going to be against Rogue, where they're going to have a, a bunch of lackeys. And then, and, and maybe something that's like a, a shadow... Like, let's say you have a board of, like, a shadow jeweler, Hanar, and three lackeys. Mm-hmm. Right? Then you need to be able to somehow clear the lackeys so that the shadow jeweler, Hanar, is left so you can take it. I just, there I other... don't know how often that's, like, those scenarios are going to happen where this matters. And also, like, the other problem is, like, when are you going to be... You're not going to be able to hold off on spells with this on the board when your opponent doesn't have anything to steal. So a lot of times this is going to go off as a blank. Yeah, yeah. Or you'll just have played as a four-minute two-six with Taunt. Right. I mean, I'm thinking about the implications against the Boogeyman Highlander Hunter right now. If you can steal their Dwarven Sharpshooter or take their uh, Primordial Explorer... Or, I mean, Zixor is the card that you want, right? Most you know, of the time. Z- oh, Zixor would be insane. So, like, there's there's several very relevant things that uh, that very well could be the only minion on their side that has two or less attacks. So, I think it's better than you're giving it credit for. Like, it, it is extremely meta dependent, though. I, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm coming down from a five, right? Like, I'm not saying this is trash. What I'm saying is that I don't. Like, I know everybody lost their mind when this card came out, and I just I think it's good. I just don't think it's an auto-include. And it's kind of where where I'm at with it. And I think that there are scenarios where Bone Wraith is just better than this card. Because it's more... Because because your opponent has to to go through it at least twice. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think, honestly, I would still push for a four. Um, But it sounds like you were coming down from a five. I can come up to a four. I can come up to a four. I started at a three. I can come up to a four. Because it's probably where... It's probably going to see a fair amount of play. And, like, I I did not put it into, like, you don't play this in Res Priest, first of all. Like, that's just not happening. Because you don't want, you don't want the Spellburst to go off in Res Priest. You just, you <laughs> want the, uh, you want the five mana two six with taunts. Yeah, or you want the Bone Wraith, right? Like, Bone Wraith is just straight up better because sure. you don't want those, you don't want your opponent's minions in Res Priest anyway. Um, but in, in oh, a, right, right, right. In, yeah. in a Galakron Priest, I, I think it's fine. I mean, you'll get plenty of them off of Galakron and you'll, yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll like it. Um, I just, you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm putting it in the deck that I crafted for now, but I'm not like, it was, it was actually kind of hard to fit it in if I'm being honest. Okay. So, so I think I could go up to a four, but I think this may end up being a lit, like, this is not as scary as it looks is, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I'll take the heat on it if it ends up not being good. Okay. Because that's definitely me pushing it. Uh, In an arena, I mean, it's finally statted. It's fine. It's It's a four in arena. It's It's a good card. It's a four there. It's a good card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Initiation. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> initiation is a six mana spell. Deal four minions, deal, deal four damage to a minion. If that kills it, summon a new copy. I feel like I've argued about this card more than any other card in the set. So we had a card once upon a time called Holy Water, which did this. It was five mana, but it put it in your hand. Now you actually get the minion immediately. I think that my problem with this is that Time Rip is a card. And one mana makes a big difference. I know it doesn't seem like it, but it does. Time Rip guaranteed kills it. So it doesn't care about Divine Shield. It doesn't care about the health on the minion. And you have to want the copy, which sometimes you do if it's a big thing, right? Like if it's a Glaivebound Adept, you probably want it. Um, if it's something that is smaller than that, or if it's just like a taunt that's in a way like a, even a bone show brawler is probably okay. But like, if it's just like a silver bark patriarch that's coming off of a mount seller, do you care? I mean, it's still a taunt. It's fine. But like, you know, is that, 
is that worth the one mana you could have had to do something else? And is it worth the the card slot in your deck for as often as you're going to, you're off as often as you're going to get this to happen? It's kind of like Bane of Doom. I mean, it's a little bit better than Bane of Doom because it does oh, four okay. damage instead yeah. of two. But I like, how often do you get like Bane of Doom to go off? I mean, again, if four damage instead of two is a big difference, but like we don't run that, um, you know, we don't run that card either. So it's like I just don't know how relevant this is going to be. Yes, the tempo. I acknowledge that the tempo is relevant. Um, but I just don't know that it's better than all the other removal that you already have access to. And, like, if we really wanted to develop a minion and kill things, we would run Aeon Reaver for the same cost, and we don't play that card. Yeah, I just don't see this getting you the upside that you want out of it. I hadn't thought of Glaivebound Adept, which is probably the one card in Standard where, like, you'd love to play this against that, you know? Um it, it could work if you've done some trading or maybe you combo, you play light or breath of lightning and then this, and you can get a six health minion. It just unreliable is the word of the, like yeah. the good cards are the ones that you know that you're going to get something well off of. This depends on your, on your opponent playing good minions, which they probably are going to. Um, but it depends on the health of their minions, you being able to do damage or them having traded. It just feels like a lot of work for a payoff that, I don't know that I even want that minion to begin with, essentially. So yeah. I, I, I'm with you that I'd rather play Time Rip. I think it's, I think it's a one. Like it's it probably could see a play two. in the right meta. It's probably but... a two. It might have. Yeah. It depends on. It really depends on what's in the meta. If there's a lot of four health minions that you want to kill, like like the dream would be Exotic Mount Seller, right? Like that would be the dream. But it, like Exotic Mount Seller, but you have like, to get it down. You, yeah, like this is not enough to get you there. Right, so not like, to mention they've iron barked that uh, that yeah. mount seller already. So, <laughs> or or I, I guess maybe like a, maybe like a questing adventurer would be fine, but then it's going to come back as a two two, and then you have to have more mana to buff it up. It's like yeah. like yeah. like whenever you've gotten through so that much work. that whole thought process, it's like this isn't enough on its own to do it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you really want to spend ten mana to get a co- to remove a minion and get a copy of it, you could play mind control. Yeah. Right. And yep. and we're not doing that either. Like I know that no. that's kind of a glib way to describe this, but it's like this is it's it's not we're not playing Aeon Reaver, and this is not better than Time Rip. And there's only so much removal. I know this is Priest, but there's really is only so much removal you can put in your deck before you have to have some way to kill your opponent. So yeah, yeah I think this is probably like a two, and and it's probably a two in Arena too because it's just so expensive. Yeah. Yeah, there's a chance it could be a little bit better, and you just take removal sometimes. Like, dealing four damage might be worth it. Six mana is a lot for that, though. Yeah. So, um, Cool. Next one here is Power Word Feast. Two mana spell. Give a minion plus two, plus two. Restore it to full health at the end of this turn. I immediately thought of Fresh Scent with this, um, which has not seen much play in Hunter, because that's a two mana plus two, plus two. Mm. Restoring it to full health is really interesting because it means you can be proactive with trading and you don't necessarily have to use your hero power. Like, I think about the Frazzled Freshman we'll talk about in a little bit. You play that for, for as a 1-4 on turn 1. Turn 2, it becomes a 3-7 that you trade into something and then it can restore its health. Like, that, that's starting to be a, uh, a value generator really fast. So... I like it. I, I don't know that it's necessarily meta-defining, but I think for that Tempo Priest, it could be really good in the right scenario. I mean, Extra Arms taught us that 2 mana plus 2 plus 2 is pretty good. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, I, I This is not Extra Arms because there's only one copy of it, but it does heal it back up at the end of the turn. I think the problem is you need to stick a minion, <laughs> which is really hard to do with Apotheosis as a card. 
right? Mm. Like, that's that's the problem that I have with this card, is that, like, if you put down minions as priest, your opponent will kill them a lot of the time just because Apotheosis is a card. So if you can... And, and like, if you can land Apotheosis, it's just better than this anyway. Um, so, like, you can get... If you can get a Rusher, and you know, in chat, you're saying Dormant Vile Fiend, and that, that's valid. And, like, in Cube Priest, this may find a place... Because you do get you you run stealth minions and you run rush minions to be able to do that, um, and in that case we could value trade and then heal back up. It is it is quite powerful. I think you need a very specific deck to want to do this. But I mean, two mana plus two plus two is good. So I'm I'm kind of on a three on it because I don't don't I I don't know how much play it's going to see. But I think in the decks where it it does make its way in, it's going to be a powerful effect. I'll go with the three. Like, Tempo Priest just needs Northshire Cleric back. If it had that card right now, it would absolutely be a viable deck. But without it, and or any comparable draw effect, it's just it's just not going to be there. We need to start running Octasari and Tempo Priest. That's what we need to do. Well, duh! (laughs) Come on. And then we clone it. We could draw sixteen cards in a turn. Perfect. I did. We did. I did play a Silence Priest this meta to Legend Five or not Legend uh, to Diamond Five. That ran Octasari, and it was. Very fun, especially when you uh, sleeping soul your Octasari. That's pretty good. Oh, un- unsleep. Oh, unsleeping soul. Unsleep- unsleeping yeah, yeah. soul. Yeah. yeah. In arena, this is fine. Like good. you're going to be doing a lot of uh, a lot of trading already. You're probably going to have a reliable minion. Your opponent will have less removal spells. It's like actually, my gut says it should probably be a four, but I, I think I'm, I think you're right. I'm actually. at a three. No, I think it yeah? probably okay. should be a four because I mean, okay. if you think about the kind of priest minions you're going to draft, right? Like, in Priest, mm-hmm. you're drafting minions with low low attack and high toughness, and this kind of solves both of those problems, right? right, right. So you get to buff okay. up the attack, and then you get to give it more butts to be able to heal it up, and then also it heals itself up at the end of the, at the end of the turn that you play it. So, um, and, cool. and value trading is kind of what you want to do in Arena. So I think it probably is a four in Arena. Sounds good. All right. Um, Draconic Studies is a one-mana spell. Discover a dragon. Your next one costs one less. Sure, you'll you'll get this off of renew, and then you'll get worse cards, and you'll take it sometimes. Like it's, you know, like whispers of evil that always gives you a draconic lackey, and it discounts your next dragon by one. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. Fine. Dragons are already pretty expensive. Like maybe if it lets you fit it in a little bit earlier, great. But like this, is, there are so many dragons that I mean, yeah, you could get a skeletal dragon off of it, and maybe that's good. But there are so many dragons, and you know how many dragons there are when you're discovering anyway. That it's you know I, you're not putting this in a deck. I don't think you're ever for, putting this in a deck. For for every one of these studies, I don't want to discount it from a Highlander deck because maybe the Discover effect is just good enough to help you fill out your curve. Yeah. But this is probably the worst out of all of them. I think uh, I I I'm really stretching to find it in like a Highlander Dragon Priest or a Highlander Priest. Yeah. I think I just want because Renew it gives me the Discover already that I want. So. I, I think it's ones across the board. Yeah, and Arena just dropped the minion. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't mess yeah. with it there. All right, and uh, last but not least, Frazzled Freshman, one mana, one four. That's it. Yep. Uh, it's good for the Tempo Priest that we're thinking about. I mean, just to have a solid statted minion that you can buff, because this is going to live. Yeah. I, if you play this on one, it's going to live to turn two. I, I I can't think of a single card that I if you if you coin out Shadow Word Pain I suppose uh, then it's gone. That, is there anything else that deals with this? Um, Soulfire. Soulfire, yeah. Okay. I mean, if you're if your opponent's soul firing this, you're fine, right? Coin, like coin out Nether Breath. Yeah. Um, like those are all stretches though. They're they're more than likely going to let you let this live. 
The thing is, though, you buff it, and then they're going to remove it with one of those. Although, if it gets yeah. much more health, it is hard to remove with just dealing damage. Yeah, I so. mean, this is this is where Power of Feast comes in, right? Because, like, if you can snowball right. it, then then you're talking, right? But, like, the snowballing on this is not nearly as scary as snowballing on a Northshire Cleric. No, yeah, because, yeah, that, that gives you insane value every turn. It's sort of a scary card, honestly, in some ways. Yeah. I, it, it, it reminds me of the uh, upgradable frame bot in, yeah. um, I can't remember, or uh, Boomsay, uh, Boomsay yeah. Project. Uh, and priests, all the tempo stuff, like it feels right that like they would have a tool like this. Uh, y- obviously, you top deck this late game, and it just does yeah. a load of nothing. But those decks want to close out the game early. They want to mulligan this hard, so... I don't know. I, I, I want to go three on it I, because I think, I think it it's got is. some potential. Like like in Cube Priest, you're probably pulling out Imprisoned, imprisoned um, Homunculus for this. Because Imprisoned Homunculus, like it's a 2-5 taunt, but it just takes so long to come out. And then you can't yeah. you can't copy it, right? Like like the thing is with with a cube priest, like you want to copy the minions or you want to you want to grave rune it eventually. Like even grave ruining this is like not what you want to be doing with your life, but it's okay because at least you get the minions back right away. Like yeah. whenever you have to like vile fiend in prison, vile fiend is worth it because it has the rush at least. Mm-hmm. But the rest of them, like you don't want to you don't really want to be slapping those those you know summon another one on a on a imprisoned minion because then you have to wait two turns to get the value off of it. So, sure. like, if you can do this into Power Word Feast, into Apotheosis, like, that's that's kind of a, a a house that your opponent needs to deal with. I just don't know how often it's going to do that, but I would say, like, a Q-Priest is probably going to want this over the uh, the Imprisoned Homunculus, and that's that's reason enough to give it a three, I think. Yeah. I think in Arena, it's it's, it's probably a, a two. It's probably a three. You think so? I think you take like, it you enough. need the buff, though, don't you? Do you? Because you, your hero power heals it, right? Like, how many, like... Yeah. If you're just if you're just you know chipping away at minions and then healing that back up, like that's fine. I guess so. If you're not super um, excited about it, but it's also one drop, right? Like you can just it, fit it, it in. Yeah, but it's like you're babysitting this card, having a hero power in every single turn. Well, yeah, and it's not a freshman, of course you're babysitting. It. <laughs> I'm I'm less sold on an unreal. I think it's okay. It's just not. I'd, I'd rather have something that's too. I'd rather have yeah. a, uh, a raptor. Um, uh, yeah, Raptor but I mean, it's fine, things. right? Like you'll take it and okay. it's fine, and that's that's a three, right? Like that's that's okay. a three. It's fine. Like I, we're not excited. I'm a about little it. less than fine on it, honestly. Like I'll take it against some bad cards, but I'm not going to take it against anything else that's halfway decent. Yeah, but I think so. there's a lot of cards that are worse than this. Okay, that that you'll just kind of take this, and you'll be in pre specifically. You're kind of okay with it. Sure. All right. On to Priest and Warlock dual class. These are interesting yeah. here. So Disciplinarian Ga- Gandling is a 4-mana 3-6 legendary for Priest and Warlock. After you play a minion, destroy it and summon a 4-4 failed student. So, I don't... I, I, we're still talking about Priest, and then we'll get to Warlock in a second. As far as Priest is concerned, I don't think you ever put this into a deck, but I think you will get this off of Galakrond, and you will use it when you get it off of Galakrond. Because, like, the use case for this in a Galakron Priest is, like, you just get... You, you you kind of collect a bunch of trash from the hero power. Like, you get a bunch of... You'll get a bunch of Frazzled Freshmen. You'll get a bunch of, like, um, of Imprisoned Homunculi and the the two mana two three that buffs a minion plus two attack and the one that gives minus two attack to an opposing minion. And you, like... And, like, you know... Right. um like, The one ones. 
yeah. Like, you just... And, oh, yeah, like, um... Uh, psychic, Cleric of Scales. Yeah, Cleric of Scales and the one that gives you... Psychic Conjurer. Yeah, Psychic yeah. Conjurer that gives you the one from the deck. Like, you get a, lunch, a bunch of that garbage, right? And, like, that's fine. They have effects. They're okay. But you don't really... Like, that's not what you want to be doing with your life at that point in the game. And then you can get those battle cries and then turn those into 4-4s. Four and it's like a little Takan. Except it's not Takan because it's not terrible. So... <laughs> Um, you know, it's like, or it's like basically like getting the rogue quest for a turn, right? So like you get to play all those minions and then get the battle cries off of them and then get the four fours. You don't get to bounce them or whatever, but you're not rogue, you're not bouncing them anyway. Um, and then play this with grand mummy, by the way. Oh yeah. 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 Play it with grand mummy. You can play it with, um, like convincing infiltrator, mm-hmm. um, you know, like those types of things too. And you can get like the effect of the death rattles immediately. So, like I mean, if we get a death rattle priest, then maybe that's something we could do. I don't think we really have enough to justify it right now. And you're not playing this in right. resurrect priest like ever. Mm-hmm. But um, but you'll you'll get that off of Galakrond, and then you'll be able to turn that into value and kind of build a board. And I think that that's good enough there. In Warlock, I feel like this might be a decent card to run in a zoo. I, don't you just put it in every zoo deck? I don't. I don't know I don't, because, like, why wouldn't you? Play because this? Scrap Imp is a card, and this is going to wipe out the Scrap Imp buff. Um. Well, sure, but I think this is almost like a third Scrap. Imp it it, it kind of is a third Scrap. You know? Imp. Yes, it, it kind of is. That. Like, there's not crossover necessarily, but I think you have enough games where you just really want something else that gives you an advantage yeah. on the board, and this absolutely does that. Well, I think so. you. I think you play it in the list that don't run Magic Carpet. Right, because Magic Carpet is kind okay, of is kind okay. of the third scrap imp in that deck. It does that, sure, right? I can but see that. but there's like a self damage zoo with Nefreset Thrasher and the Vulture and stuff like that, where you have you'll, you'll generate a, or like lackeys, you'll generate a bunch of lackeys, and like you you don't, I mean, you don't really want to run Takan. I mean, you might run Takan in that deck, but this is probably better than Takan because it's not just the lackeys, and then you still get to get the value off of that, and then have the four fours, um, mm-hmm. you know. So you might. You might do that. I mean, it's also four instead of five, which is relevant. So, yeah. but you also have to play them all that turn instead of it being an aura, yada, yada, yada. I don't, I don't know how good this is in an actual deck. I think that you'll get it, <laughs> but you'll get it in, you'll get it generated from Galakrond in, in Priest and you'll, you'll make use of it. I think, I think it's a four. I think there are some implications okay. for this. And I think, I, I think that uh, it may not exist today. But certainly, this is a card to keep your eye on for because even there's been Zooey priests in the past. Again, they needed Northshire cleric to really be uh, be a thing. But I, I don't think we get that day one with this card necessarily. But the effect is very strong with some with some yeah. cheap minions, uh, and as long as you have some other ways to win other than just flooding your board with four fours, I think yeah, uh, I think it makes a lot I, of I sense. Mean, and just could, the fact yeah, that it's maybe you could build something with like loot hoarders and stuff like that, where you're you're kind of yeah, chaining yeah. you know draws with that. Cold master, like, yeah, there there are things you can do. Yeah, so I th- I think it's a four there in arena. I, I mean, it's really good stats, and it upgrades anything you play to a four four, or downgrades anything you play into a four four. I I would probably still choose it, but it's probably it's like a three. I think it's probably maybe, be- maybe it's better. Maybe it's better than that because you have to draft like a bunch of ones and twos, especially in warlock. Yeah. Like, late game, this makes your little minions a lot better. Yeah, like so. like those those minions that you're drafting for late game turns them into late game minions. So it's probably yeah. better that way. I, I I could see it as a four in arena yeah. for sure. Okay, cool. Next is Brittle Bone Destroyer, four mana three three battle cry. If your hero's health changed this turn, destroy a minion. 
And this is the crossover between Priest and Warlock that yeah. we'll see uh, this if your hero's health changed this turn, which for Priest is more than likely going to be that you healed your hero in some way. And with Warlock, it's going to be that you damaged your hero in some way. So uh, both both classes have that ability with their hero power. So it's, it's fairly reliable. For Priest, it's a little bit less just because you have to have taken damage so far. Yeah. A late, late game, you can almost guarantee it. it's just not necessarily on turn four for sure that you can get this effect. I mean, with hero power, you want this on turn six. It, well, anyway. if you're not Galakrond, yes. If you're not Galakrond, especially, yeah. So, I, I mean, this is a very, very good effect for uh, for the stats and the mana costs. I mean, I think about this like with Flick Sky Shiv, like. Flick is insane when you're able to take away a bunch of copies, but there are many times that you play it and it just kills a minion, six mana, four, four, and it's very good. Uh, so this is sort of similar, where for six mana with a hero power, you can pretty reliably get it off. Um, and then there are going to be other situations where you can just play Renew and this, or um, maybe you're playing a self-damaging Warlock uh, Zoo and you just need to get a taunt out of the way and you play this. I mean... I, what's the downside on this card, Steve? Like, I get that there's a little bit that's not reliable about it, but I feel like it's a reliable enough that you just want a destroy a minion card like this. So let's talk about Priest first, because that's going to be a much shorter okay. discussion. Because, again, okay. this is Aeon Reaver, and we've already had that discussion, right? You've got Time Rip already. You have Time sure. Rip already. It's six mana to destroy a thing. You don't really care about the 3-3, three, three, and it's, it, it's a lot harder to get it to happen once you're Galakrond. So I don't think, like, I, again, I crafted a bunch of priest decks. I couldn't find this. I, I tried to put this in. I really did. I gave a legitimate try because I've argued about this card a lot, too. And I legitimately tried to get this into the decks, and I could not justify putting it into decks and priest. Well, I think between Time Rip and your Shadow Words, yeah. you've got enough removal that you don't really need this. So I get yeah. that. So yeah. talk to me about Warlock. So, so in Warlock, I think it. specifically in the self-damage Warlock, I think it's justifiable. Like, you do have things like Nefreset Thrasher where you could attack, blow up a minion, and then, like, in a zoo where you do want to get rid of a thing. Um, and, and you sometimes will run will run some of those cards just to get rid of a taunt that's in the way. Or you're, so, or you're used to run a Spellbreaker to do that. Like, this could be a Spellbreaker for you, potentially. Um, especially because you can just trigger it with your hero power, and, and you're generally wanting to do that anyway. If you have a if you have a Dark Lair on board, it doesn't even cost you any mana to, to do right, the tap. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it is self-damage zoo. I could see this just trying to get, like, a Taunt or a big annoying minion or a life or a lifesteal minion out of the way. I, I don't know that you're, like... Even in other, like, greedier Warlock decks, like, you have Kaladan the Breaker, you have Siphon Soul, you have have more consistent ways, you have, like, Moarg and and Nether Breath and, and, like, Dark Skies, and, like, you have a lot of other ways to get to hard removal that I don't think that you necessarily, like, it comes down to, are you playing, are you playing this and Kaladan, or are you playing this instead of Kaladan? I think Kaladan's still better, on average. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So it's probably a... I mean, it's probably a three then. Yeah, I think like, so. The, and especially later on when some of those things rotate out. I guess Caladan was uh, was Ashes, wasn't it? Yeah, so Caladan's so going to be along be with this all the time. Yeah, but but when Galakrond rotates out, I wonder if priests want. Well, no, they've they've got all the shadow words still. Yeah, you'll lose time rip, so maybe that'll that'll that might push it into mm-hmm. needing another removal like that, and maybe at that point you might reconsider it. I just I don't I don't see it right now. 
Like, that's fair. I mean, yeah, and like like everything, like we're gonna have to reevaluate all these cards anyway when Galakron goes away because like <laughs> like you're getting some of these cards for like you're just gonna get these right again. It's a priest minion. You're going to get them. You'll use them. Um, you know, it, it might be awkward once you're Galakron, but yeah, like once Galakron goes away, like everything's gonna like Gal- priest yeah. is gonna be completely different anyway. In um, arena, this is removal. So yes, I think it's much I, better. I feel arena. like it's it might even be a five. Like yeah, it's hard removal that that's reasonably easy to use. Like the Galakron problem is not a problem in arena. Your yeah, your hero well power statted. will generally trigger this. I guess the only problem is going to be in warlock if you're getting really low and you're a point where you don't really want a life tap or you or you've drawn through most of your deck. But I mean that's that's kind of like if you're if that's your that's, problem that's you're probably niche. not winning those yeah. games anyway. Exactly. So yeah, I think this. I is, think it's a five. There. I think it could be a five in arena for yeah. sure. Cool. All right, and then we get to raise dead, which is a zero mana spell. Deal three damage to your hero. Return two friendly minions that died this game to your hand. In general, this is garbage. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, you know, yes, you can trigger brittleborn, brittleborn, brittlebone destroyer. You can trigger some of those other effects. I don't think you care enough. Like, a lot of times, the minions you're going to get back are not good. If you're doing this in Galakron Priest, you're going to get a lot of, like, disciples and trash. The trash minions that we just talked about off of that you get from Galakron, you're going to get a bunch of those back. Like, if you've, if you've ever played a Cycle Pump in in Galakron Priest, almost all the time, you're very sad afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't think you just generally want that. I think you do want it in Resurrect Priest. And, and in particular, I think you want it in Quest Resurrect Priest, if that ever is a thing. Because huh. it do, actually yeah. does two things for you in Quest Resurrect Priest. One is it gives you back minions that have died. The other is mm-hmm. it damages you so you can heal yourself. Right. That's interesting. I hadn't thought that through. Yeah. So I think that in those decks specifically, I think you play it even without the quest because being able to get two of those minions back and be able to play them again in a deck that does tend to run out of value in the late game, I think is very mm-hmm. powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think in any other scenario that you'd have to be running a very small pool of spells, a pool of minions in Warlock. And, like, even if you're talking about, like, like Quest Warlock right now, like, you have Moargs and, and um, the Aranasi Broodmothers and stuff like that, that they're fine, but you probably don't want them back in your hand late game. You just want, like, um, you want to get a Malagos back if you if you had to give up the Malagos early, and you don't, you're, sure. n- you're not going to, you're not, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, there's some implications, but it's probably like a two or three in my book. I think it's a two overall. because it's a very niche card, but I think in... Yeah. I, I, like, I'm not even convinced it necessarily stays in Resurrect Priest, but I think I want... I built a deck that tries it, and I think I want to try it. Okay. Um, It feels like it's going to be good in Resurrect Priest, but is Resurrect Priest going to be good enough? I, that's a, that's another question altogether. Yeah. I, and in Arena, like, no, you're not doing this. Yeah. I think it's probably a one yep. there. I mean, maybe there's value, but normally you're... You're not creating a deck that takes advantage of something like this. Yeah. If you are, you're probably losing, unfortunately. So yeah. Don't do that. All right. Next is the Warlock Legendary Arch Witch Willow. Nine mana, seven, seven. Battle cry. Summon a random demon from your hand and deck. This isn't a thing. Well, it's not a thing now. And it, it it's not it's not going to be a thing now. I like I struggle with this card because it's like. Stats wise, and in a dream scenario or like a a deck that really like a big demon warlock, this could be a very powerful and important card for that deck. But it's so far off of what we have right now that it's really hard for me to um, to evaluate it outside of that. You know, so and I actually pulled this card from from one of my packs, so I'm yeah. I'm just sitting here thinking 
this is really dead weight. Like, I maybe I'll get to do something with this in future sets, but right now, like, what am I pulling out of my? Like, we don't have Void Lords anymore. What are the big demons that I want? You're you're uh, you're Warlock? probably looking for either an enhanced Dreadlord for some reason, or you okay, have a very yeah. specific combo that revolves around Fell Lord Betra being on the board. I, I was gonna say, is he a demon? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess. Um, or Magtheridon. Like, well, I guess if you... No, if you summon Magtheridon off that, you're very right. sad. You're extremely yes. sad because that's just going to be dormant forever. You cannot forever. play that. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. So it's it's like... I mean, Disguise Wanderer is a card, but like, why? Like, no. That's the problem. I, I, we're we're yeah. playing cards you don't want to play in order to make this card good. So that's not... That's usually not a recipe for a, a, a good place. So I... I, I don't want to understate the fact that this effect is potentially extremely powerful, yeah. can create decks on its own, and I would not be surprised at all if we see some more supportive cards in future sets for this. But in its current state, you're not you're not going to play this card. So, like, I really want to go down the road with a three because it's like, potentially this could be very good, but right now it's just not. It's, I mean, you do, it is a battle cry, which is right. something. Right, I, I don't know if that's actually better or not, because like I I don't know if you want to be able to kill it off in the following turn or not, right? But like it's a battle cry, so it summons it immediately. It's not like what was a possessed lackey in in Cobalts that right. yep. that summoned it, but that was a death rattle. So this is a battle cry. Mm-hmm. So you get like you're getting if you only have like gigantic demons in your hand in your deck, right? And it is from your hand in deck too. So let's just like think this through right if you only have if the only demons in your deck are gigantic and you're somehow building around those then you're going to get a gigantic board for nine mana right like this is basically dra- if, if your deck is set up correctly this is pre-nerf dragon queen alexstrasza Right, right. Like, yeah, I, I could see that. And I when, don't know and how to set up your, your deck to do this without dying. It bears mentioning a Dark Portal could be a part of this, where you can right. cheat this out a little early also. Right. It just, it's so dependent on the other cards, and we I don't think that we have them right now. Um, yeah. But we could. I mean, you, you've got Enhanced Dreadlord, you've got Fellord Betrug, you've got, um, I mean, the, the neutral demons are generally unimpressive. I wonder if you play this with uh, Shadow Council. I mean, there are times where that'll whiff, yeah. but maybe that could be an interesting, like, you draw into this after Shadow Count. I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think if we get better de- better big demons, if we get a big yeah. demon warlock, like, this can be a very powerful effect even if you're not doing Q-block things, mm-hmm. just because it's building you a giant board. But, like, how do we get there? Someone smarter than me is going to have to figure it out. I'm scared yeah. of this card eventually. I- I'm not scared of this card right now. I, I, I want to put it as a three. I think it's a three because, because I think I think that this is this is a card you're going to have to think about every time that they print a demon between now and the end of next. Yes, year. absolutely. As long as it's not a zero mana one yeah. one. Um, and arena. You're, I mean, if you, you're not if you you're put, not doing this in arena. You're never doing. If this you pull arena. one demon out of your deck, that's not really. You're gonna you're gonna pull yeah, a void walker no. every single time. Like there's yeah. no way. Put it as a one. Yeah. So Void Drinker is a 5-mana 4-5 epic with Taunt, Battlecry, destroy a Soul Fragment in your deck to get plus 3, plus 3. So we haven't talked about Soul Fragments yet. So Soul mm-hmm. Fragments are generated by some other cards. They are cast when drawn spells that um, heal you for 2 when they're drawn. 
And there's mm-hmm. um, several of them for both. It's this is the the Warlock Demon Hunter mechanic crossover. Sure. Um, so Void Drinker, I I think this card is nuts. This is Earth Elemental without the downside. Yes. As long as you've got the Soul Fragment, and you're gonna which... you're gonna run Soul Fragments. Oh yeah, yeah. So like I started. So I you know again I did that theory crafting stream on Thursday, and I ended up getting around to how am I going to abuse Soul Fragments, and I ended up on Handlock. And I am real excited about that deck. Like real excited because you get, you get to play some other cards. We get, we get giants again. We'll talk about those in a bit, but the other, the other soul fragment cards, we'll get them when we talk to them, but there let's just leave it until we get to those that I'm pretty convinced that the soul fragments are good enough that you're going to want to play them because they do things for you in terms of giving you effects and then letting you heal later, which which mm-hmm. Warlock wants to do normally because it's just it's it's punching itself in the face, but also because we have the uh, we have things that react to changing your your health on your turn, which this would be because you'd be drawing them, as well mm-hmm. as um as well as other things that rely on soul fragments being in your deck. So I think you're going to have soul fragments in your deck. It's very likely you're going to have one, even if you don't. A five mana four five taunt is a, is a shield of Galakrond, so you'll play mm-hmm. that if you need to. But a a five mana seven eight with no overload is a thing that I would very much like, please. And I will I will play whatever <laughs> cards you want me to play in order to get that to happen. Yeah, well, and it's going to be very reliable, honestly. I for the most part, it seems like because that's the question with this card is how often do you get it as a seven eight with taunt? And I, I think a it's lot. most games. So yeah, yeah, I I think it's an easy five. I this so. is the payoff card for the soul fragment yeah. uh, thing. I'm building around this and, card basically. Yeah, that that's that's what's yeah. happening is I'm building around this card. Um, and in Arena, we were actually talking right before. We're actually not totally sure yet if uh, Soul Fragment cards are going to make it into but Arena. But let's assume I, that they I, are, right? I, I I guess we'll assume, although it, it would kind of surprise me because they're so dependent on that. I mean, as a Shield of Galakron, like, it's okay. Um, I'd probably put it as a two. Like, I think it's a three. Soul... I mean, again, it's like, it's it's a it's it's a Shield of Galakron. Would you play Shield of Galakron in Arena? I think you would. I mean, I wouldn't want to, but I would. I mean, so, it's, still, yeah, it's still okay. a taunt, I'll, I'll put right? that as a three. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Uh, next here is Boneweb Egg. Two mana, O2. Death Rattle, summon two, two, one spiders. If you discard this, trigger its Death Rattle. In our current state of Hearthstone, you are not going to discard this unless it's from, like, Soulfire, I guess. Yeah. Um, but as a two mana, O2 that summons two, two ones, like, this with Evil Genius is insane. Oh, yeah. I like th- this is a very good egg for Zoo, and you you play Evil Genius already there. So I think I th- I don't think this bears a lot of description because it's just solid yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean we played Scarabag. Scarabag's gone. This is a this is a good a- equivalent Scarabag. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're playing it. It's fine. It's a it's it's a it's probably a four because I think I want to. I this think in Zoo I right think four is right. Yeah, yeah. And and if there's a deck down the line, of course, like discarding this and getting the two one that's or the two two ones is insane so it's got a lot of potential upside in arena you need something to take advantage of it you probably have something that can um if not it's aoe protection right i guess so yeah so it's a three yeah it's like you'll you'll pick this sometimes and especially if you have a way to take advantage of it yeah um, so Shadowlight Scholar is a three mana three four battle cry destroy a, stro- a soul fragment in your deck to deal three damage. This can go face. Um, mm-hmm. We just talked about how soul fragments are going to be a thing. Um, three mana three four is fine on its own. The fact that it gets to do three damage, like you play Scale Rider for less upside. 
Right, um, right. And, you know, before, like, I wrote my notes, and I have to, this is another one that I need to revise, because as soon as I started theorycrafting the deck, I became a soul, soul fragment believer. Um, Absolutely, yeah. So I don't know that I go all the way up to five, because I don't think this is a build around, but I think this is a very solid support that you're going to play if you're playing soul fragment. So I think this is probably a four. I think, like, for a zoo soul fragment deck, which I think you could do, like, um, the the five-mana one we just talked about, the Void Drinker is probably a little too late for an aggressive zoo deck, but this is, I mean, it's great stats on its own, and if you can deal three damage to something, that's extremely powerful. So I, I mean, I kind of want to do a five, but I'm not willing to risk my career on it, so I'd, <laughs> yeah. so I'd do a four. Yeah. Um, very solid card. I, I, I guess it co- what it comes time. down to is that if, I, if I'm at 20, if I'm at, like, 28 cards... And I have mm-hmm. two slots left for this or Void Drinker. Void Drinker's going in and this isn't. Even in an aggressive zoo deck? Maybe Soul Fragments. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the Soul Fragments are an aggressive zoo thing. I yeah, think it's going to be a mid-range zoo thing at best. Okay, Just yeah, because, I, like, yeah. if, you're, if you're going all in on Soul Fragments, I mean, we can just talk about School Spirits now. But you're going to have to run School Spirits. You don't want to run School Spirits in an aggressive zoo deck because you're going to kill your okay. whole board. Yeah. In Arena, like, if you have Soul Fragments, great. You need soul fragments, though. I, well, it's a three mana three four. Do you draft spider tanks? It, you draft spider tanks, right? It's, yeah, it's probably a four in that respect. Yeah. And if you get the upside, it's insane. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think okay. It, yeah, so think fours. It's yeah, it's a spider tank. Okay, cool. The spider tank that sometimes will do three damage to something. That's that's okay. Yeah. So school spirits, which you mentioned, is three mana spell. Deal two damage to all minions. Shuffle two soul fragments into your deck. So this is how you get them into your deck. There's a few of these cards. This is volcanic potion, yeah. which is a really good card um i like what do you say about this like i I guess you don't put this in a zoo deck but that's about it you put this in any kind of mid-range or controlly deck that's um that you want soul fragments in. and and with a morg a morg artificer this is chaos nova oh goodness yeah that's insane yeah i i think it's a five i think i think it is too i think you're you have to i mean you kind of i don't know how many soul fragments you need i don't know if we need to go down to the minion again we're gonna get there but like I think that there are only six, or there are only three co- three cards that two copies a piece that put soul fragments into your deck. So if you're mm-hmm. playing soul fragments, this is this is not the um, like this is not the the what's the four mana spell that that gives plus one to your the four mana invoke that gives plus one to attack to your minions. Oh, um, yeah, not embalming. The fact that we can't, I can't remember the name of it, and I've been playing Galakron Warlock recently tells you tells you that. <laughs> Like this is fiendish not that. Rights. Thank Fiend, you, yeah, ridiculous. this is not fiendish rights. Yeah. Like there, there are other soul fragment cards that would get cut before this. So, and you need to run some number of them in order for this to happen. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, arena, and in it's arena, an AOE. it's an AOE. It's a really good AOE. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably four there. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. All right. Next one's you. Oh, so I'm sorry. Demonic. Yeah, no, yeah. No, that's fine. Demonic. <laughs> demonic studies is a one mana spell. Discover a demon. Your next one costs one less. And the, the flavor text on this is, do you want to summon a demon? I want to summon a demon, which is a great throwback to uh, Babbling Book. And that is <laughs> by far, by, by a country mile, the best part about this card, because the rest of this card is trash. Like, what, unless you really need to discount your, your demons, which... Well, no, the, the other application, I'm thinking about these big decks, and Archwitch Willow, if that's ever a deck... You don't want to put big demons in your deck, but this or small demons in your deck, but this could actually help you get some earlier minions. I don't think I'm still excited to play this card, but 
the idea with that is that it will pay for itself and give you something that you can play or need in the early game. Can, I, I say that because I think there's an application, but I still think it's a one. Can I can I just read you off some of the some of the the choices, the the wonderful choices that you're going to have to choose between when you play I this card? Archwitch Willow, isn't that enough of a punishment? Like I <laughs> like Supreme Abyssal, like um, uh, Desk Imp, which is a zero mana one one. Yeah, you can, you can get Blood Imp, you can get Fellstalker, uh, Pit Lord, like. There's a lot of trash. A in the lot Doom of pool. bad stuff. Yeah. A lot of trash. Yeah. I mean, I guess this lets you play Jaraxxus without putting Jaraxxus in your deck if you really want to look for go. a light side. Yeah. But yeah, and that's pretty good at eight mana. Yeah, but it's ones across the board yeah. easily. Yeah. All right, let's move to Demon Hunter and uh, and Warlock cards, and we'll see a lot of Soul Fragment stuff here. So, Soul Seologist Milesia is a seven mana five five legendary minion. Battle cry for each Soul Fragment in your deck. Summon a three three Soul with Rush. If you get one three three with Rush, I feel like this is pretty good. If you get any more than that, I mean, this is like Hellfire on steroids, essentially. I'm ve- I, this it's, is very good in my opinion. It's Blastmaster Boom, right? Like that that's what yeah. this is. It's it's Blastmaster Boom except you get to choose where the damage goes. Mm-hmm. Um my problem is when I was building this deck I couldn't find room for it. For just, one card? Just seriously. Yeah. Dang. It's it's it ended up being a pretty tight list and I don't I could not justify putting this in the deck. And and there's and there's going to be scenarios like I I don't think we know really how this is going to work when you're dealing with like the th- the problem is that you're also playing warlock which means you're tapping a lot and you're drawing a lot of mm-hmm. cards and I don't know how long the soul fragments are going to stay in your deck. But for demon hunter, oh, for demon hunter, yeah, demon hunter I didn't I I didn't try doing that. I don't I don't know that demon hunter is going all in on soul fragments, honestly. Yeah, this I, feels well, like I a warlock card to me. This yeah. we should say this is you did say that this is a warlock soul hunt. So a uh, warlock Demon, it's, we're, Demon we're definitely Hunter, yeah. getting deep into the card review. Warlock Demon Hunter card, right? So, um, yeah, that's 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 a thing. But I don't, I just don't see Demon Hunter going all in on on soul fragments like Warlock would, and I don't find room yeah. for this in a Warlock deck. It, I might be wrong. I, I might, I might, it might be that we try to put that in. I mean, I have Valdris Felgorge in there. I think Valdris is probably better than that as a one of. I would probably choose that. Yeah, I. I think it's probably a three. Yeah. You, I, I think that there will be some people that are screaming to say it's at least a four, if not a five. Because in the good scenario, yes, this card is extremely powerful. But I, I could see where you're in a place of saying, is this the win condition that I want? Because yeah. maybe, especially if you're, you were you know brewing a hand lock, I could definitely see this getting cut yeah. from that. So, so I guess the, um, the thing that you need to think about, right, is first of all, how many soul fragments are you putting in your deck? There's a max of six. Right, mm-hmm. assuming that we're not du- we're not duplicating anything, like in, under a normal game, if you put in if you go all in on soul fragments, you're pretty, you're getting six fr- soul fragments in your deck. You have potentially four cards that destroy soul fragments in your deck to get a bonus, mm-hmm. and then you're drawing them naturally too. So, how many soul fragments are you actually going to have in your deck in order to get value out of this? I don't think it's, I, I think it's going to be very unlikely you get more than two, and I don't, I don't I two is probably a good result. But it depending on I, for seven mana, I kind of want to be doing a little bit more than that. That's fair. Yeah, I I, I think three is very fair yeah, for it. And, and in arena, it's pretty this. dependent. You're never dropping. Yeah, I don't this. think I don't think you will. I'll put it yeah. as a one on there. 
Uh, we are two and a half hours yep, in, so we'll, and we've still got a lot. We have of a lot. We have a lot of. We have a lot of. We have a lot of Demon we, Hunter stuff too. So we'll yeah, go faster. We, we will do yeah. as Demon Hunter prefers, which is to go fast. Yeah, and I think so, and I think these are these are pretty these, these are pretty straightforward too. The rest of the sure. Demon Hunter Warlock ones. Philosophy. Copy the low, the lowest cost demon in your hand. And outcast give both plus one plus one. I don't think you necessarily care. It's one mana. Yeah, or yeah, it's one mana, a one mana spell. So, um, I mean, we played Soul Infusion in Zoo at one point, so I could see that. Um, it depends on what on what the demon actually is. I guess if you're the spirit jailer's a demon, and that gives that puts two soul fragments in your deck. So if That's you re- if you yeah. really need a lot of soul fragments, you could do that. Um, the rest of the demons that are in that that are available for like Warlocker, I mean, you could. You don't run a lot of demons in in Demon Hunter right now. The the demons that you're running in in a zoo, like you're running, maybe you want extra Dark Lairs or you want extra Flame Imps or Void Walkers, and buffing them might be something you want to do. I, I don't know if there's room for it. Um, you don't have like doubling imps and stuff like that that you're necessarily going to get the super value out of. I've- I, I think this is worth it in an, in a zoo deck. Uh, Soul Infusion is a good uh, yeah. thing or a good comparison. Well, you can there. get extra I, scrap imps, right? Maybe that's the use case, right? Like, right. Uh, but oh yeah, you can. But I don't know. I don't know if you're going to find room for that in a zoo deck, right? Like the zoo decks are generally pretty tight. Like you need to be yeah. getting a lot of value out of that on average in order to justify running that card. And sometimes Soul Infusion, it, which is dead, it needs to be a low cost minion. Yeah. But I think like you play this uh, if you've got a Void Walker, let's say, and then you. Like on turn three, you play this. You get two two fours with taunt. Mm. That's pretty good. So I I think it's great for that. I, the better implication here is that Cobalt Spellkin is not as good for Tempo Demon Hunter now. So yeah, I'm excited for that. I, I the card's fine. I think it's a three probably. Yeah, I mean overall. I guess you can copy in, Battle in the deck Fiends that too it. in Demon Hunter. So yep, yep, yeah. You know, but I don't think you're ever doing that in Demon Hunter. No, and, I, I I don't think this finds a place there. Yeah, and in Arena, no, you're not doing this. No, yeah, this is a one. Yeah, easy one. Uh, Soul Shear is a two-mana spell. Deal three damage to a minion. Shuffle two soul fragments into your deck. Dark Bomb saw a lot of play, and it was this without the soul fragments. This will see plenty of play yeah. as well. I think um, Unstable Fellboat's the better comparison because Dark Bomb went face. But Oh, oh, that's true. Yeah. But even then, we're playing Unstable Fellbolt now in Quest Warlock, and I think you can pay mm-hmm. the extra mana to get the soul fragments. So yeah, I think yeah. This, is, this is... If you're playing soul fragments, you're playing this. So I think it's an easy five. Yeah. And, and, in, and in Arena, you probably take this every time, too. Absolutely. Yep. Five there as well. Um, Spirit Jailer is a one-mana, one-three demon. Battlecry shuffles soul, two soul fragments into your deck. If you want to go all-in on soul fragments, you will you will play this. I don't know if you want to go all-in enough to play a one-mana, one-three. Um, so that's where I'm, I think that if you're going to cut soul fragments, this would be the one that gets cut. But it may be like Invokes. Where you just run the full package every time, and you're and you just you kind of have to. Yeah, I think with philosophy, if you're playing that, this is pretty good. I mean, yeah. make this a two four and get another one, and you want all those soul fragments. Um, yeah, it's a tough one to evaluate. You're gonna have a hard time getting in philosophy if you're running the, the if you're running the six soul fragment generators, and then all the soul. Fragment I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably a strong three. Yeah, like I think stats so. are good, but it's it's probably gonna get cut. And in arena, it's a. One mana, one three. Yeah, it's a four. It's probably a four. I mean, yeah. it gives you soul fragments, and it's a one mana, one three. That's fine. That's enough. Yeah. Okay, on to the Demon Hunter cards now. We've got Star Student Stelina, Legendary Minion, four mana, four three, Outcast. Look at three cards in your opponent's hand. Shuffle one of them into your deck. So you heard that right, and please don't miss it. If this is not Outcast, it's a four mana, four three. It's kind of disappointing, honestly, for a Legendary that that's sometimes what you're going to get. Um, so the question, because you only want to play this card for its effect, so is the effect good enough? 
I mean, it's good against combo decks, obviously, because you get to, you know, disrupt what they're doing, throw something back. Um, if it's in the late game, though, it doesn't matter because they're just going to get it again soon. And in the early game, I think, you know, you can find the piece that they want. I just don't, like, where, I guess where are Control you playing Demon Hunter. Th- that's the thing. Control Demon Hunter might be okay with that, but you're also just playing a four mana four three. And the only proactive thing you're doing is making, is giving your opponent one less card, which doesn't feel proactive enough for you to win a game. So I'm pretty low on this card, honestly. It's, it's an interesting effect. I, I would love to see this. Well, I don't know if I would love to see it as a combo. No, I, you, I really, you like really don't want decks, to, so. you, don't, you don't want this to be good. But like, yeah. like this is Demonic Project, right? Like, and and Demonic Project very often just didn't do what you wanted it to do. Like, you're you're not getting to look at the whole hand. You're looking at three cards. A combo deck will can play around this by just keeping a big hand, which they're going to do anyway. And then mm-hmm. sometimes they just won't give you the card that you want. Um, yeah. It's fine. Like if if Maligos Shaman and Maligos Druid are and and quest you know and like maligos warlock are all things and you're worried about getting burned down you want to try to snipe the maligos yeah you will but you're going to be need to play a control hunter to do a control demon hunter to do it and i just don't see having room in that deck for this card but you might i think it's a very narrow tech card it's probably a two yeah no higher than a two for sure in arena in arena it's a four mana four three but yeah it's it's probably it's a three it's a three because i mean you're going to do a lot worse than that in terms of of legendaries for sure yeah um, Ancient Voidhound is a 9-mana 10-10 demon at the end of your Ooh, turn. <laughs> Steal one attack and health from all enemy minions. And then you die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least Pit Commander has something that's, like, good statted, but this is such a slow effect. And, like, if your opponent has a bunch of 1-1s, great, you killed them all. But that's, like, it, right? Remember Blood of the Ancient One? Oh yeah, that's that's what this feels like to me. No, Blood of the Ancient I, yeah, One was a, a nine mana something. It was a big minion. I don't remember what it was. Nine mana nine nine, nine mana nine nine. If you got, if you got two of them on the board at the same time, you got to summon a thirty thirty, and and that's what this feels like. Like if you can cheat this out or get this out somehow to you know, I mean, yeah, there's like raging fell scream or whatever. You even have a seven mana ten ten, but like, yeah, if you can get this out and not die immediately, you're probably winning anyway. So I think this I is th- a one. I think in like a control mirror. You play the pit commander, it summons this. They probably have to remove this instead of the pit commander. And then you get one more proc off of it, ideally. Maybe. I, I like. And your opponent has to have uh, a wide board to even get a lot of value out of this, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll go I'll go to a one. I think I think that I think that there could be a world when there are some other big demons that Demon Hunter wants to play. I want this with Archwitch Willow. This is what I want to play yeah, with like, Archwitch yeah. Willow. But yeah. Um, but I'm less excited in Demon Hunter. And in Arena, I mean, it's a, it's a pile of stats. It's, it's a pile, it's a, it's a somewhat board clear, maybe. So maybe it's, it's a, right. maybe it's, it's slightly two. better than a pile of stats. It's probably yeah. a two, yeah. It's a two. Next is Cycle of Hatred. Seven mana spell. Deal three damage to all minions. Summon a three, three spirit for every minion killed. This is kind of interesting, um, because not only for killing your opponent's minions do you get something... You might be cycling your own minions. If if you have yeah. minions that are three health or less, you'll just get them back, essentially. But how easy is it going to be to set this up, right? Like, it's seven it's, mana. Yeah, it's so expensive is the big problem. I, I can see instances where it's really good, but it, again, very narrow, it seems. It's, and it's a very expensive that that Hellfire is what that is. Yeah. That doesn't go face. I don't think that deck's going to be doing well. Yeah. So. 
I mean, there might I'd be. I'd probably a, go two on this. Yeah, I think it's probably a two. Like it'll every so often, it's gonna be. It's gonna have like a bananas. Like it's gonna go off like really hard, and then people are gonna mm-hmm. think that this card is broken. But I think that's just not gonna happen enough. Yeah, in arena, it's probably a lot better. Yeah, I would probably go four. I think on it's this. a four. I mean, arena. it's 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 practically flame strike. Yeah. Um, and then potential upside depending on how you've traded and stuff. So and you'll yeah, have I'd, you'll I'd have say... minions that are low health from value trading, and then you get to recycle mm-hmm. them. So yeah, I think that's that's good. Cool. Oh great! You get the oh, card. Everyone's All been right. up in arms about here. Glide so, is a four mana oh, spell, oh. and the text says, "Make the internet lose its mind." <laughs> no, so it says, "Shuffle your hand into your deck, draw four cards, outcast your opponent." Does the same. So I think everyone kind of focused on the outcast text that is relevant because it can mess up a combo deck, and I think that the the idea of messing up a combo deck is really irrelevant. For how late, how, for for where, how you're going to be playing this, like this is just good card draw for an aggressive demon hunter. Like mm-hmm. you can ignore the outcast text. The only reason the outcast text is relevant is a because it's probably going to go off because you're going to be playing this in a deck that wants to dump its hand, and it will cycle your your opponent if they're a control deck will have a large hand. And you're going to be removing a lot of their answers. You're going to give them new ones potentially. But you're going to be removing any things that they may have been saving to be able to answer your board. Um, so that's going to be where it's going to be relevant there. But I think you're just playing this in like an aggressive deck, and just like you get you you play your you play out your hand, you get to the point where your hand is either empty or full of stuff you don't want to play anyway, and then you recycle it and you get four cards and and pay four to draw four is pretty good rate. I don't care if you have to shuffle yeah. your hand. Oh in. yeah. Yeah. Sprint is seven mana, so that's yeah. uh, that's pretty. Yeah. Decent. We used to pre nerf. We used to prep sprint. In, in, like, Oil Rogue to, to be able to draw right, four for right. four mana. And that was two cards. Yeah, it's a very strong card. You shouldn't be too concerned about it, I think, at least yet. But um, I think it's probably a five because of its It's probably a four because I don't know. I, I don't know. That, I think it's probably going to be a choice between that and Skull, and I don't think it's going to go into every deck. Um, yeah, and at I, least And you're not really building around this, per se. I mean, you kind of are because you're going to be you're gonna be going lower curve, but, like... I don't know that. Don't it's... you just put this and skull in the same deck? You might. Porque you no might. Hostos? You might. Like you can get glide for one mana that way. Oh god. Yeah, you do that. I think. I'll go up to a five. I think. That... I'll, I'll go. I think I'll it's go a five. I'll yeah. Go with you. <laughs> and in arena, I mean, it's at least a four. It's probably a five, isn't it? It probably is because I mean, you get to the point where yeah. you're top decking. It, you get to the point where whatever you're, whatever's in your hand probably isn't good enough anyway. Yeah. So then, yeah, draw four cards. You're, you, I mean, it's going to be a little bit... It's going to punish you a little more because giving your opponent four cards and giving them yeah. full mana to be able to use it is going to hurt more than in Constructed. So maybe it is closer to a three there just because there that is a much bigger downside in Arena than it is in Constructed. I, I think this will go up to five mana. I, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't dust any extra copies you get of these. Yeah. No. Next is Mage Hunter. Three mana minion. Two attack, three health. It has rush, and whenever this attacks a minion, silence it. This is a very good, cool card. Um, I, Demon Hunter doesn't really need this, so yeah. it's probably good that it's there, as opposed to other places. But you kind of run this as an Iron Beak Owl replacement, because uh, in an aggressive deck, it'll just silence the taunt that's in, the, in your way, and you just go face. Like it, it's, it's kind of a th- uh, second and third cane in a lot of ways, which... Maybe it does need it. I, I like it. Just makes it more reliable. I think so. I guess the question that that you're gonna have, you're playing in that deck. Is this is this better? Th- is this replacing Frozen Shadow Weaver? 
Because I don't think it is. I think it depends on how many weapons there are. Well, no, I think it, I think it depends on how many of the how many of the minions have text on them, right? Like, yeah, yeah, okay. Like, right, like if see. they have a three three, if they if they got just like a vanilla three three, like they used a scale a scale rider, right? Mm-hmm. Like this doesn't do anything. Like two health is two attack is not enough a lot of the time unless the right, silence yeah. matters. We learned that with the Corsair cash nerf. Yeah, right. Silence is more so what you're going to be doing. Here, right, so. and I don't think there are enough minions that matter. Like, yeah, you're going to get to kill an Edwin so often, but I think more often than not, yeah, you're just going to want the Frozen nice. Shadow Weaver. Yeah. So I think for specific metas, it's going to be a good tech card, but I don't think you're going to run it generally. I'd still put it as a four though because of its 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 use case. I mean, it's better than an owl, sure, but you also do have to attack it. Hmm. So, but I think I think you're okay with that as because. Like it's potentially yeah. I mean, I, I'm gonna pu- I'm gonna push it for four. All right, I'll, I'm not gonna fight you. We we don't have enough time to fight you on it, so you, that's you right. Me down. Yeah, in, in arena, it's it's got rush. Good. Yeah, rush is good. It's a little bit over. Um, it's a little gonna, bit understated. Yeah, um, it's probably a three. I probably go, yeah, I go with the three yeah. there, more likely. All right, so um, Shard Shatter Mystic is a three mana three two minion with Battle Cry. Destroy a Soul Fragment in your deck to deal three damage to all other minions. Um, I should mention, it, chat corrected me while we we're in between these cards. You're not going to have six, six max six Soul Fragments. You'll have max twelve because each one of them right. shuffles two in. So that it does make Soul Sheologist a little bit better, but still, I, I'm not sold on it. But that's a different discussion. Um, this is this is Dustbreaker. If you have Soul yes. Fragments in your deck, the the question yes. is. Do you have soul fragments in your deck? And I don't know if you do in Demon Hunter, but I don't think we need to figure that out right now. I think if you do have soul fragments in your deck, you're going to play this because that effect is bananas. But again, yeah. that's not going to be in the aggressive deck because you're going to wipe out your whole board no, and you're not yeah. going to want to do that. That's going to be in like a, a more of a mid range soul fragment deck that I don't know what that looks like. But if we have one of those, I think you're playing this. Well, and the five mana five five is insane too. I think these two together yeah. really give you a lot of board press or able to control the board and at the same time able to go face. Like that's that's the deadly combo yeah. there. Um, so I, th- I think this is key. It's reliable. It's cheap. I mean, I think this is a five in the deck that wants it. Yeah, I I, I think it probably is. You're building around this, right? Like you're. This is yeah. the reason you're playing Soul Fragments in Demon Hunter, right? And, and I think that the Soul Fragment stuff makes Control Demon Hunter more likely to be a thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's enough still, but this card and the next card are... Actually, there are two more other Soul Fragment cards for Demon Hunter that are insane. So. Yeah. Um, and in Arena... It's probably... Like th- it's, th- this, it's a two, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, this is where I'm going to be surprised if Soul Shards are in Arena. Because, like, why... You don't take this if you don't have soul fragments, and if you do have soul fragments, you ha- you probably have to have one more than one generative card to get them into your deck in order to do. Yeah, that, I so. mean we have things like Toxfin in Arena too, right? Like it's you know, so, or you know, the yeah, time that yeah, the time true. that I was I was convinced to draft, um, you know, anything can happen as, oh, right. as pick one. <laughs> You'll and never then, forget and then that. Never got a never got another <laughs> Murloc until the twenty ninth card of the draft. So I think it could still be there, yeah. but let's just assume that it is. It's probably a two. Like, you're not going to want to throw yeah, that three two. two. No, for sure. Next is Marrow Slicer. Four mana, four two weapon. Battle Cry, shuffle two soul fragments into your deck. Without the text, this is still good. Yeah. And we'll probably see a lot of play. So this is this is the go-to generator for Demon Hunter if you're playing 
soul fragments. And this might even find its way into aggressive demon hunter. Oh, I think it will. Just because it's a four mana four two weapon. I think so. it absolutely does, because it curves right into Glaivebound adapt. That's that's the yep. reason you play yep. it. Like if if Warglaves had not been nerfed, we would have a very different conversation about this card. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that Warglaves got nerfed up to six, like you don't really have a good weapon to curve you into Glaivebound adapt unless you're holding a um oh what the hell is the two mana weapon now? Why why am I blanking? The Oh uh Yep. Yeah. The like, two one. mana weapon. The I, one yeah. two. I'll, I'll think of it as soon the as we go on to the next part. Two one ones. But yeah. So like, unless you're holding that for several turns, you don't really have a good way to cleanly cl- uh, curve into Glaivebound Adapt, and this lets you do that. So yeah. I think that this is a five. Yeah. And and you don't. I mean, the 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 soul fragments are like they're like the um the the prize at the bottom of this sugary cereal that you're going to eat anyway. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. In arena, it's a five. Also. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean weapons for are the good. Exact same reasons. Yeah, weapons yep. are good, and this is a very good weapon. So, cool. Um, Soul Shard Lapidary is a five mana five five battle cry destroy a soul fragment in your deck to give your hero plus five attack this turn. So again, if you are going in with soul fragments, you're playing this card. I don't think this is the build around. I think the Dustbreaker is the build around. But this is a, a very good card that you will play, and you'll you'll want that five attack. So I think if you're playing soul fragments, you'll put this in, but it's not the build around in that case. I mean. This is another Glaivebound Adept in my... In well, my it's opinion. a Glaivebound Adept that costs you health, right? That's the difference. Right. Like, you have to run your face and do a Glaivebound Adept that lets you just remove it by doing by uh, through the battle cry. But yes, it, yeah. it, it, it is removal along with a 5-5. Five, five. Yes. This is strong. And this and you also strong. get to play this without having attacked. As long as yeah. you have a Soul Fragment in your deck. You can just you play it up. on curve yeah. as long as you've played something else. Yeah. yeah I... I mean, I guess I can go to go to a four. I think it's a four I, I, because I think that it's... I mean, it's still going to get played, but I don't think this is the reason you're playing the deck. I think the Dustbreaker is the reason you're playing the deck. I think this is causing all of those yeah. uh, flashbacks of insane Demon Hunter on day, day one. That's okay. We've got some bad cards for um, Demon Hunter for once coming up, so... Okay, know, yeah. good, good. <laughs> and in Arena, I mean, it's a five mana, five, five. It's, yeah, it's, You'll a, take it's it. a three. It's it's fairly statted. Yeah. If you get soul, soul Fragments, it's a bonus. If not, it's, it's you probably it's just take really it. It's really good yep. if you do. Yeah. And Fell Guardians is a 7-mana spell. Summon 3-1-2 demons with taunt. That doesn't sound good. Well, it costs one less whenever a friendly minion dies. That still doesn't sound good. (laughs) No, it's not. I think this has to be in your hand also in order for you to get the discount. Um, Yes, Um, I think it does, yes. It needs to be in the hand. I could could be wrong. Yes. But, like, the payoff, like, 1-2 demons with taunt, what am I doing with that? Like, I guess Token Demon Hunter is okay with that. That hasn't been a thing since the beginning for a reason, yeah. and this doesn't take that to a new place. I mean, if you get this down for zero to two mana, great, but you have to have something else in order to take advantage of it. Your opponent might just play a Hellfire or a Blizzard or something, and then you're just stuck yeah. in the same place. So I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm I don't. I don't ever want to do this. So this is yeah. This yeah. is a one. And in arena, like I, no, it's a one. I still don't. Too. I still like, don't want to do this in arena. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Um, um, okay, so Double Jump is a one-mana spell. Draw an outcast card from your deck. I was down on this until I saw Draco Cat tweeting about it, and he's he's basically played literally nothing but Demon Hunter since since Ashes of Outland um, mm-hmm. came out at High Legend. So I, I'll trust him when he says this, that he thinks that this is worth playing because the only outcast cards you're going to have in your deck, most likely if you're playing this, are Skull and Glide, and that's worth it. I'm not as convinced, but I could see it. Um, but I, I just don't, I don't know that you're necessarily going out of your way to run this just to, to draw a card to draw more, draw more draw. But I guess if you want a power cycle, an aggressive deck would be where you would want a power cycle, and this would let you do it. 
Yeah, the other thing to not forget is OTK Demon Hunter. If that ever yeah. becomes a thing, like oh. you you use this to get Skull of Gul'dan, and then you immediately play that. That's, yeah, that's very very strong. So I you don't add this anywhere again. Cobalt Spellkin got a hit, um, but I think that in the deck that wants it, it's actually rather good. Um, I, I still probably rated a three, yeah. but there are going to be instances where this is a very strong. Card. I can go up to you with a three on it because of the deck that wants it. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And in arena, no, you're not. I mean, you're hopefully, not, you're you not have doing some. It. You're not doing this in arena. I'll probably, I'll probably put it at a one. Yeah, then. it's going to be yeah. very draft dependent. Even then, there are better ways to get to capitalize on outcast cards in this. Yep. Vile Fiend Trainer is a four mana five four outcast summon two one one demons. Hey, this is great if we have ways to take advantage of those one one demons. But like I said, Doken Demon Hunter doesn't really like this. is a, This is a very good, well statted card on its own. You just need more than a well statted card in order to make this justifiable, and we don't have that right now. Yeah, I, I think I put this in the notes. Give me a Demon Hunter version of Savage Roar and Soul of the Forest, and I'm all about this card. But until yeah. we have those kinds of things, I. I'm not playing this. I don't. Yeah, I don't want this. I mean, in arena, I'll take it because it's a decent. Oh amount yeah, of stats yeah, it's for fine, four mana. Yeah. But in constructed, mm-hmm. I don't want to be do. I don't want to do this. You can't make um, me. one in <laughs> one in constructed, and I, I mean it's a it's a it's three a in three arena. arena. It's an arena yeah, common. I'll take it. it. That's yeah, what it for is. sure. For sure. All right, um, and it looks like we're doing demon hunter hunter or as should well, or right? should we or should we save that for next week? Especially because we're already I over. Think, yeah, I think let's yeah. do that with hunter. So I don't think, and I don't think any of these really changed things. So let's do that with Hunter next week. We'll we'll do this. We'll Sounds start with the Demon Hunter Hunter cards, and we'll just go on to the neutrals. Okay, so we're gonna go through the neutral legend or how? It's it's legendaries, the... epics, and rares, but there's not very many of them. Okay, well yeah, we'll 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 smork these down yep. too. Um, although one of the one of the fun cards here, exciting cards, is Headmaster Kelthuzad, five mana four six neutral legendary spell burst. If the spell destroys any minions. Summon them. So if you saw the amazing, cool video that introed this card, um, get that out of your mind because you are not playing this with Brawl. You should ever. watch that, but don't but don't think that that's going it's to happen. A, yes, it's an amazing video, but don't do that. Now playing this with a Shadow Word Death is really, really strong. Yeah. Playing this with a Torrent is really, really strong. So I see this being a staple in control decks that have some really cheap single target removal, uh, just to get a ton of tempo in one in one turn. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that that's the very easy application, and it's going to see a lot of play because of that. And this is the reason I'm not big on initiation, because this is just better, right? Like, this is a better mm-hmm. way to do that, because if you if you are killing a, killing a minion or several minions, then you get to summon them. I don't think it will ever get you more than one. Like, very rarely will it. Right, right, But yeah. it, it, even just getting one minion off of a death is fine, right? Like, that's good value, and it's probably... And if you're killing it with a death, it's something you want. Like, if we go back yeah, to the Glaivebound Adepts... Example, like sure. seven mm-hmm. mana, you know, and then, you know, use a use a, a Shadow Word Death, kill a Glaivebound, get a Glaivebound. That's much mm-hmm. better when those two cards are kind of useful useful separately. And this is also kind of a lightning rod if it doesn't go off right away. Like, it needs to be removed. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think, yeah, control decks are going to want this. I think it's a four. I don't think it's, I don't think it's an auto-include. I could see it. I could see it falling out, potentially. Mm-hmm. But um, and it's gonna depend on the removal that you have. Like if you have a bunch of like AOE board clears, like Plague of Death, it's not gonna help you because it does need to live through the through the spell. But I think right. that you have enough spot removal that I think this is this is a solid four. Yeah, and in arena, I mean the stats are fine on its own. If you can get the the effect, then it's yeah. I, I mean it, it it's really good if you can get the effect yeah. in arena, but it's it's just not gonna happen very often. So. I'd, I I don't know. I think I'm it's a four. I think it's a four. four. I mean, again, okay. it's a legendary. Think about the other legendaries you're going to be comparing it to. Yeah, yeah. 
There's a very low bar when it comes to yep. legendaries in Arena. Um, so Lorekeeper Polkelt Pul- is a 4 mana 4 5 battle cry. Reorder your deck from the highest cost card to the lowest cost card. I Whoa. I love this card. I don't know why I gave it a 4 originally, <laughs> because I built a couple of decks already. And this is the closest to Master Oakheart that we've gotten in a while. Sure, um, yeah. I mean, the where my mind immediately went was Quest Warlock. You play this, you tap after you've completed Quest... And then you get Malagos or Alexstrasza immediately for free, and then you still have four mana to work with. Right, like yeah, that's that's, that's enough of a that's enough of a sales pitch for you to get excited about this card. <laughs> and there are other ways that you can you can kind of craft your deck. I think Librum Paladin might want to do this to get the Librums of Hope to the to the top of the deck. Okay, like, sure. This is yeah. a pretty uh, this is a really cool effect that we really have not had in Hearthstone. To be able no, to no. adjust, like to to change the order of what you're de- what you're drawing, like like sightless watchers as close as we've gotten, and this being able to take the the bombs of your deck, or like usually your combo pieces are the most expensive, or you can build your deck so that they are, and then force mm-hmm. a draw, force your next draw to give it to you is super powerful. And there's going yeah. to be a lot of combo decks that are going to make use of this. Well, I, I think control decks also yeah. just knowing every turn you're going to get a very strong card. Um, even thinking about it in the current state of Galakron Rogue, you are going to get Galakron yeah. with this. So it's like a secondary Kronks, essentially. And you'll get Kronks to follow up afterwards, if you, assuming you haven't gotten or that. So like, or Enrage Warrior gets Grom, right? right. Like, I don't think I, you ever just, run this in, in Enrage Warrior, but if you did, you could guarantee probably. that you're going to get Grom the next turn. It's the fact this is neutral, fantastic choice, because it's not a broken effect, but it, it's going to have a lot of uh, a lot of impact i think in a lot of different decks so yeah i I think a five is where it very justly deserves in arena i it's honestly it's probably a four yeah because like you think you think about arena where you want cards that matter this means that you're likely to get cards that matter for the rest of the game yeah that's very strong and four mana four five is fine on its own yeah you're not playing it on curve Um, but that's okay right like you probably need to wait until you're like at seven or eight mana so that you can play those cards but Yeah. yeah I thought of this more in line with uh, Hemet Jungle Hunter, because uh, like in the Mechathune Priest that I played yeah. with that, it, it just gives you cards that you want to win the game, and I think, I think it's going to be played yeah. that way. Oh boy, Sphere of Sapience. Uh, one mana, zero, four weapon. Yeah, it's, an, it's a neutral legendary weapon. At the start of your turn, look at your top card. You can put it on the bottom and lose one durability. Uh, I, you did dedicate practically a whole episode of Off Curve to this, so I don't want to... Yeah. Uh, and, and I agreed with everything you said on there, so I will make this your sales pitch, essentially, right. and just say, go listen to that. And I agree, this uh, this isn't that great, unfortunately. And I pulled this in one of my packs, Of course too, you did. So I'm very... Yeah, because <laughs> you do. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, I guess, maybe, I guess we, should pro- but... we should probably do, like, the Cliff's Notes version of that episode, just to explain, because yeah. I don't, I don't want to just say, like, this sucks, go listen to my other podcast. Like, I, yes, you should, please go listen to my podcast, but, like, <laughs> I, I will give you the, I will give you the Cliff's Notes version, and then if okay, you, if okay. you, if you are still angry with me, then go listen to that, and I, I lay it out in a lot more detail, but yeah. basically what happens is that this is basically the quest, uh, any quest, where you are giving up a card in this case, to your deck, it's not necessarily your mulligan, but you're giving up a card in order to get uh, something that is of dubious value. It's going to make a difference sometimes. And the this is kind of similar to Scry and Magic the Gathering, where because that, that exists as an effect there, but the difference between Hearthstone and Magic is that you don't run lands in your deck in, in Hearthstone. Every card is potentially valuable, and there are very few actual dead draws, whereas in Magic you have a lot of potential dead draws, and you have 60-card decks that you need to chew through. 
Right. So I think that the number of times that this really matters are pretty slim. And, like, I've heard a lot of, you know, conspiracy theories about, well, you can take Malagos and then put it to the bottom of your deck, and then you no. just never draw it, and then, yeah, and then, you, okay, well, if you can draw through the whole deck, then that doesn't matter, you already won anyway. So I'll tell you what the one implication for this card is, is that in Wild, now Twig of the World Tree has a, has a trigger. Oh, because you can play this on over the twig. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, yeah. There hasn't been anything else for Druid that could uh, that could yeah. crack the weapon. Yeah. Outside of that, this is probably a. It's a one. I think it's probably right? we can go up to a two. I think Maybe there will there will be okay. some very specific decks that figure out a way to use this. But I think that people are thinking that this is going to go into every control deck, and those people are wrong. I don't even think this probably, goes in every Highlander yeah. deck, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, and, and in arena, no, you're not taking this in arena ever. This is zero. Yeah, you you First do not you do not sense. want this in arena. Trust me. Okay. All right. Talk to us about Vectus. So Vectus is a five mana um, legendary minion. Battle cry: Summon two one one whelps. Each gains a death rattle from your minions that died this game. Um, it's a four four. It's a four four, and um, that death rattle does not necessarily have to be printed on the card. It's not death rattle minion. It's just um, like so. If you grave ruin it or ancestral spirit or whatever, it could pick that up too. Okay. Um, I like this in Quest Hunter because you're running things like Zixor, you're running the the Bloated Python, which we'll talk about next week, that, that is a 1-2 mm-hmm. that summons a 4-4. Four, four. You sometimes run, like, Hen- Henchclad Hogsteed, just like other minions. Um, just and, get another minion. Yeah, you don't yeah. care what it is, right? Like, you just, I mean, it, you would like to shuffle another Zixor into your deck, but even if you're just getting a 1-1 one, one to advance the quest, that's fine. And it's also, like, a 5-mana a minion that summons 3 minions, and potentially more. So yeah. I think, like, that's that's kind of like the... The, the level one use of this, there are probably some other more, you know, more deeper ways to, to abuse this. But even just in like in a quest hunter, I kind of like this. Yeah, I think there are other implications. I think about like Death Rattle Rogue that wanted like mechanical whelps. And wasn't there another big payoff for that? Um, um, oh, the are you talking about the Necrium Apothecary one? Yeah. Yeah, then yeah. there was the 9-7 nine, the nine that, that gives your hand plus 3 plus 3. Oh, Anubis F, yeah. Uh, Sentinel, yeah. I I think there's some interesting effects that this could push some of those archetypes. Probably not going to make it happen on its own um, because yeah. this has to be played late in the game. I think Quest Hunter makes a lot more sense. So yeah, because even if you don't get the death rattles in Quest Hunter, like you're still getting three minions, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's still helping you. So I, I think it's a strong four probably yeah. in the decks that are playing it. Yeah, and in arena, I. It, I mean, five mana four four that gets one ones. It's a three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's five mana for six six of stats, which is pretty much yeah. vanilla. So yeah, it's a three. And you're likely to have something like a yeah. loot hoarder in your deck, and you'd be perfectly fine yeah. getting that on one of your wells. Mm-hmm. All right, Keymaster Alabaster is a lot of fun to say. Seven mana six eight minion. Whenever your opponent draws a card, add a copy to your hand that costs one. Um, what's interesting is that you're definitely going to get something off of this because your opponent will draw one card. Uh, they will probably deal with this immediately and you won't get anything else. Um, but I, I like this in the big decks that I've been thinking about um, in Dual Paladin and Big Warrior. Uh, the, t- the tough thing is how much value are you going to get out of it? There are probably better things to play than this. Um, but I'm interested to, to, um, to play. I, I don't know that I'm going to know how good it is without having played it yet because mm-hmm. it's really dependent on how much you're getting off of its effect which is probably going to be not many cards so do those cards really matter they're probably not going to ha- help your play pattern but they could be crazy and and i, I don't know you get galakrond off that yeah. or you get something else you know so you know what's more fun than saying keymaster alabaster what's that saying get wrecked galakrond rogue that's that's what's more fun yeah <laughs> 
So, like, that's where <laughs> I see this is, like, it's potentially a tech card in some of those matchups where your opponent is drawing, or, like, or like Druid, where your opponent mm-hmm. is drawing a lot of cards, and they may not want to give you all those cards, especially if they're cheaper. Oh, like, certainly against Galakron okay. Rogue, I think that's the case. Like, they, I mean, it doesn't matter if they're cheaper, because you're going to get them for one, but if you're playing against, like... You know, something like that, or like a druid that's that's drawing a whole bunch of cards that are expensive. Like they super do not want to give you a one mana mount seller. They really don't oh, want no. to. Or you see her unleashed, or right. something. like and that. And it's know? going to you know it's going to take some time for them to work through this because like that eight eight butts a lot of bot. Druid can't. Yeah. yeah, druid can't deal with this. So that's very interesting. So I mean, um, it could backfire on you because yeah. you could end up drawing burning cards from your hand, but they're going to cost once. So you're going to be able to. You empty probably them out. don't care. So yeah. I, I don't know if. Like this feels like a uh, an Archbishop Benedictus to me, where mm-hmm. you're probably not playing this, but when you do play it, it's going to piss your opponent off to no end. So <laughs> I think that's probably a decent yeah. three from my perspective. Yeah. But it, it, I don't know if you're going to play this all the time, though. I don't think you are. Yeah, I'll go with the three. I think that it can have bigger implications and end up being like four power level, but probably overall it's a three. Yeah, I think is right. And in arena, I mean, I'll just take this as yeah. a big dumb minion it's a three i mean you get you're, you're generating value for the late game right yeah. so i mean as long as you don't die in the process then it's a big minion that they're gonna have to answer and is gonna give you more value until they do right um transfer student is a card that you already know about and you already know it's good it's fours we can move on yep i think that's fine if you don't know about it then sorry yeah about you uh, why don't you take this next All one? All right, Steve? so Educated Alec is a 3 mana 3 4 beast. Whenever a spell is played, this minion remembers it. Death Rattle, shuffle the spells into your deck. So, this is kind of similar to like if you play Rune Terror, a lot of the cards say I've seen on them. So, it's like if it's on the board and then a spell is played, then it will like put it into its list and then it'll give those to you when it dies. I, I, this is one of those cards that I don't know how it's going to be broken, but it feels like it's going to be, and so I'm not rating it lower than a three because this feels like a combo piece that I don't know what the combo is. Exactly. Yeah, and if you can use your combo pieces twice, like use them to do something that's proactive earlier in the game, and then this means that you'll get them back, you still have a lot of drawing to do. So I... I'm kind of with you on a three where I think this is a dangerous card to keep your eye on, but it's it's going to take a lot of work to really get it into game-winning scenarios, I think. Yeah. Um, and in Arena, it's a three-minute three-four. It's great. Yeah, it's a it's spider a tank that maybe shuffles a spell or two into your deck. It, it also, worth yeah. worth mentioning, it it doesn't care if it's your spells or not. It could be your opponent's spells, too. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Okay. So it, you're, cool. I mean, but again, you have to draw them, right? So it's like, yes. it's not like they go into your hand. So then, you know, what are what are you doing with that? I don't, I don't know the answer to that, but somebody will figure it out. Sure. Next is Enchanted Cauldron, a three mana one six minion spell burst. Cast a random spell of the same cost. I want to play this in a hobgoblin deck for memes, and that's all. I don't want even want to play this. I don't even want you to play this. Like, I, I don't want anybody to play this. This is terrible. Like hobgoblin, man. Come so on, so, <laughs> random spells are very good when they're when they're generated in bunches, like Puzzle Box Yogsaron. When you get single spells, sure, sure. that is generally not very good, and it could wreck the game for you. And and in general, it it either sometimes it'll be it'll make a big difference. A lot of times, it's go it's going to be too hard to predict what it's going to do, and it's generally either going to be ineffective or it's going to actively hurt you. So d- there are better things you can do with your time. I don't think I, you want this playing. Playing this with Pharaoh's Blessing is interesting because you actually make this minion matter in that instance and then maybe get something. I'll, I'll still give it a one. But How much does Pharaoh's Blessing know. cost? Is that six? Six. 
Yeah. There's probably some bad spell that costs six. Like, you know, like that's Oh, I'm sure I'm sure there is. Yeah. But when you said Yogbox, honestly, I I thought, well, wait a minute. Random spells can matter. I mean, only one trigger is very low, so it's like you've got to have something that's very dependable. Yeah. I don't know. This uh, this actually could be interesting in a buff paladin deck. I don't know. I I'll meme around with that after I I, I think it, I think at best it's going to do I, nothing and and yeah. you're going to be better off with any other card in your deck. At worst it's going to actively well, screw you sometimes. One's across the yeah. board on that. Um, Cult Neophyte is a two mana three two battle cry. Your spells cost one more next turn. So if you your opponent or your opponent spells cost one more next yeah. turn. So like if you really need to, you know, if if you really are pissed off by Druid, then here you go, right? Stop him. Sure. Then that'll that'll stop a Druid for one turn. I I mean you have to be. This is a really narrow attack card. You have to really hate Druid. And uh, to be fair, that's valid. but i don't i don't think you're necessarily going to do this a lot unless you're in a very specific tournament meta that that you need to run something like this yeah i i think it could see some play because of that um and disruption is not uh is not a moot point i i would still put it at threes across the board honestly because i think I, i think it can find a place especially in highlander decks maybe if there's a lot of combo that needs to get disrupted or something like that. Yeah. And because the stats are perfectly fine, you generally are going to want to play this later, though. And one mana's not a lot. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll do a two in construction. But it's a blood fed, it's a blood fed oh. raptor in arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, next is Voracious Reader. Two mana, one, three. At the end of your turn, draw until you have three cards. If you're not scared of this card, I'll give you a minute. Yeah. Back in my day, we had a card called Jeeves that cost four mana to do this, and it did it for both players. Right. This is this is very good for an aggressive deck. You buff this up at all, and it's very. Good. I I think I think like Totem Shaman probably even plays this. Yeah. Like as a because they don't have a lot of card draw. Murloc Pal- Paladin plays this. I like. Yeah. This this is very strong. I'll probably I probably won't go higher than a four just because it's you know it's not going to win you the game straight up. But my goodness, this is a very good effect and a decent body yeah. and an early body. and it demands removal. So. Yeah, it demands removal. Yeah. That's a very good way of putting yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's forced across the yeah, board, Yeah, I think right? so. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then um, Robes of Protection is a three mana, two, four minion. Your minion, your minions have can't be targeted by spells or hero powers. And I am putting this right into Resurrect Priest and laughing all the way to the bank, my friends. Really? Oh, yeah. So, first of all, we haven't had a good three drop in Resurrect Priest since Albatross got nerfed. And this is a good three drop. It's a fairly yeah. statted minion on its own. It can't be killed by spells. And yeah, it applies to itself. My mind yes. was blown when I realized yes. that. I was like, "Whoa, that that changes this." Yeah, card. so it's already a fairy dragon, right? Because uh-huh. it can't be it can't be targeted on its own, and then it grants to everything else. So you mass res, and all of a sudden you've got a cartoon defender and a convincing infiltrator that cannot be targeted by spells or hero powers. G L H F. <laughs> and I was thinking about the implications for a token deck. Right. Um, because usually usually your opponent wants to play AoEs against you, and this doesn't protect you from that. But it does mean that your opponent is limited in what they can do. And unless they can trade into all of your stuff, you've got a good chance. And, and or Battle Cries. Fits. Battle Cries will get around it. Or Battle Cries, yeah. I mean, the stats of this are great for a token deck. It's cheap. So this is a very interesting card. I, I had not thought about Res Priest, but that actually makes a lot of sense. So I, it's probably fours across yeah, the board. I, I'm very excited for this for Res Priest. I'm probably the only one 
<laughs> because but that's okay but that's okay because i get excited about things that other people hate and that's fine i'm i'm, I'm comfortable being the villain being the villain of the piece and i think in in arena this is probably a four two this is fine yeah yeah like you would oh, yeah. you would just draft a Perfectly three mana two four anyway and this, this that effect is very good yeah and the fact that it limits your opponents when they're already yeah. limited in what they had drafted is just very strong and i mean a lot of it is just like trying to keep your minions from getting pinged off by a mage Right, and then and then being able yeah, to, yeah. to heal. I mean, you do have to be a little bit careful if you're if you're drafting it in priest, just because you're not going to be able to heal stuff back up. But mm-hmm. you know, maybe you drafted a little bit less in priest, but that's fine. That's about it. All right, all right, Steve. We got to shut things down, but I would never want to shut things down before we have had a card of the week. And you've done this a few times, my friend. Yes, I, like, I, I've, I've worked you... on my craft. I have, and <laughs> um, I, I have, as always, brought together the 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 wicked good symphonic poly polymorphic orchestra. I don't know. I just started it's saying words. It's been a long day. It's my favorite. <laughs> um, so I will I will bring them in as well. And um, and this is a card that I think is it, it's not my favorite card in the set, but it is a card that I am very excited about, and um, it it fits better into a song. The one I. Then I we already talked about Alusia, but this would be yes, my second yes. my second favorite. All right, let's go. I'm your only friend, I'm not your only friend, but I'm a giant undead friend, but really I'm not actually your friend, but I am. Flesh giant in a lifetime of a mess hole Who watches over you Make a little fragment in your soul Don't worry about the aid in the corner Life tap and put a bandit right over Make a little fragment in your soul That's it. Short and sweet this time, but... <laughs> I like it. <laughs> that, by the way, for you for you children in the audience, or, or just people who are not old AF like me... That that was um they might be giants birdhousing your soul off to, off of their classic album flood which you if you have not listened to you should go and listen to it right away because it is it is a piece of uh, history. But after you're done, with after this, you're done with this, don't stop. Yes. Don't st- we're almost <laughs> done. I promise. I promise. But um, all right, tell us about flesh giant. Yeah, so flesh giant is a warlock and priest card. Eight mana, eight eight. Costs one less for each time your hero's health changed during your turns. So, um, that's a thing that's, again, we've said that that's going to happen quite a bit. You're going to do it. It doesn't have to happen on that turn. It's just, it's just, you know, it doesn't have to be in your hand. It's just going to be getting discounted every time that's happened. We remember thing from below, right? So like, this is, this is kind of thing from below-ish in terms of how often it's going to get discounted. And we have soul fragments. So, you know, in Warlock in particular, that's going to get discounted and it's going to get discounted very quickly because you're going to be life tapping mm-hmm. and you're going to be playing soul fragments. You're going to draw the soul fragments. And every time you draw a soul fragments also going to discount it. And what I realized is that lets us play handlock again because we lost You've got Ma- free eight. Eights. We got free eight eights again. We lost mountain giant and that, and it's always kind of been a problem with hand, with handlock, not having those free eight eights or cheap eight. Lost molten giant. Also. Yeah, we did we were playing both of those. Yeah, but we were even playing world. handlock yeah. at the end of, at the end of the Scent to dragons meta with um with mountain mm-hmm. giant before it got hall of famed um and then losing that really took a lot of the steam out of the deck so but flesh giant kind of brings it back and it's going to get very cheap very quickly you're not necessarily going to be able to slam it out on turn three or four but you're definitely going to be able to play it very early and yep. you'll be able to play it for free pretty quickly later in the game and then you can run things like sun fury protectors you can play shadow flame again if you want to um like this is just a really good card that that i think warlock's been missing ever since mountain giant went away 
and I am excited to abuse it. Yeah, I think between this and the six mana two two, what is that card? Oh, uh, abyssal uh, abyssal summoner. Yeah, yeah. abyssal summoner. Um, yeah, handlock. Looking pretty good. You got some tools finally. Yeah. So I, I would say it's a strong four probably. Yeah, I think is so that... too. Yeah. And I mean, you're also running Void Drinkers in that deck. You you can run Trace Netherwings, which will discount it further. Um, you know, there's a there's a lot that you can do with that deck. Um, in Arena, you're going to draft this every time in Warlock. In Priest, you might think about it a little bit more. Yeah. But like in Warlock, this is not going to be less than a five mana eight eight, right? Yeah, I think it's gonna it's it's gonna be five mana by yeah five mana eight eight sounds about right. You're gonna you're gonna tap a lot early. I mean, Priest is a little bit harder because you need to be able to have have thing have things hit your face to heal yourself. Right, but right. that'll happen, and that'll then probably, eventually you'll play that. it. Yeah, I'd say it's a four there. Also, I think so. I'm very excited about it. He's my new, my new, my new disgusting friend. Your new BFF. Yes, <laughs> I like it. Well, Steve, we made it through half the cards, almost half. We always are a yeah. little bit, uh, a little bit less of the half on the front end, but we make up for it on the back. Uh, man, I am so excited about this set. Don't forget, this comes out Thursday, August sixth. Uh, a different release day of the week than typically. Uh, yeah, I, and I think we went through a lot of the classes I'm excited to play, honestly. Yeah. Paladin, Warrior, I got big on. Um, and, uh, well, next week, so we'll be covering Hunter, Mage, and what else? Hun- uh, Druid. Yeah, Hunter, Mage, Druid, Shaman, and Rogue. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good I, stuff I always coming. like covering I mean, Rogue after the set comes out because I never get the Rogue cards right. Those so. are hard, <laughs> yes. No, I, I feel you on that, so... Um, man, until then, how can, uh, how can people keep in touch with you if they want to? So you can, um, you can find me at wicked good on Twitter is where you'll find everything. Um, I do a podcast called off curve. I've referenced it a couple times now. You can find that at offcurve.com. Um, you can also find, which is also where I do the, um, the graphics for, uh, master's tour statistics at offcurve.com slash mm-hmm. master's tour. You can follow at offcurve on Twitter. If you just want announcements for when the new from, um, when, New episodes go live. Um, I also stream Monday and Thursday evenings, Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern at uh, twitch.tv slash wickedgoodfm. Um, like I said, I'm going to be trying to get a YouTube channel up, so hopefully by the time we, we record next week, I'll have some more information on that. And um, I also have a Discord for the for the show at discord.offcurve.com that you can go join. It's a lovely group. It's pretty active and pretty supportive. So if that's something, if you would like to keep the conversation going, that's also someplace you can, you can be. And then... Um, the, on Thursday, my, the, normally I stream on Thursdays at 7 PM. I will be streaming closer to 4 PM because, uh, on this Thursday when the set comes out, because my wife Maureen and I open all of our packs together and we don't open any of our packs until that stream because we're adorable. So <laughs> I think between the two of us, we're going to have somewhere between 300 and 400 packs to open. So, wow, that's that's a few packs. Yeah, I mean, I we both bought the big bundle. I've got about seventy five hundred gold, and then I got the five packs from the from the ranked rewards. And she's got a, I don't know what her gold is at, but she's pro, she just she just missed out on diamond this month for the first time. So she got up to like, oh, like man. platinum okay. two. So she's got a few packs from that too. So it's going to be a lot of packs. Um, nice. Usually she does the smaller bundle, but we we splurged and got her the the bigger one this time. So. And yeah, so it's like, like eighty five of the regular ones, and then the five golden, and then yeah, everything we buy with gold. So yeah, and then and then we play all the stupid decks that are probably not that are not going to work after the first day, and probably not going to work on the day on the first day either. <laughs> if we're being honest, but they're fun while they last. They are, yeah. yes. Definitely one of my favorite uh, routines. Every expansion is watching watching Stephen Maureen play. Yep. 
That's awesome. You can stay uh, in touch with me on Twitter at Andrews Living. You can find the show notes for this episode and all episodes of The Happy Hearthstone at thehappyhearthstone.com. As always, want to remind you this show exists for you. It's sustained by you. And um, I didn't say it at the top because I kind of gorged in the last few episodes, but I'm really thankful for how the community's uh, just been really supportive during a time that's been uh, tougher to be a content creator. And um, yeah. I'm looking forward to what's on the other side of this expansion's release and hopefully have some details for you next episode, if not soon after that, for what that looks like. And I have to send a huge thank you, as always, to Menock, Jay Miller, and Number Theory, who are the producers of the Happy Hearthstone. Thank you three so much for sticking with me. Um, I actually haven't heard uh, what you guys are excited to play in this set, so I'll have to reach out because I really want to hear um, what that's all about. And you can support the show if you're interested over at patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone as well. Or you can leave a review on iTunes that helps uh, people find the show or Apple podcasts. And uh, you can email me at the happy at gmail.com. If you'd like to uh, send any feedback, questions, comments, anything like that. And um, I've also been doing a lot of writing lately for HS Replay. Um, work for them and have been uh, thankful to be able to contribute in a unique way. So be sure to go to articles.hsreplay.net and you'll find my ugly mug on there uh, several times. Um, a lot of content for some of the cards that we're looking forward to and statistics doing uh, more analysis around those and stuff. So, uh, yeah, just want to give that a shout out. And that's everything I can think of. Steve, I think we're late for class at this yeah. point. Yeah, I think they're going to close the mess hall, and I'm hungry. So okay, I well, think let, we better let's get go going. grab a bite. Yeah, uh, let's go grab a bite to eat. We'll see you all next week. And if you're listening to this, we will be on uh, my Twitch, twitch.tv slash Andrew is living on Saturday, August 8th at, uh, at 2 p.m. Eastern for the second half if you'd like to join us live. Otherwise, we'll see you in your podcast feed. Uh, love you all very much. Hope you enjoy School of Man's Academy, and we'll see you around campus. Bye. Bye.